Yeah, you know what it do. Another episode of the Gangster Chronicles, and I'm with the homie. Big Steel in the house. And, man, I see you and brought one of your homeboys down here today, man. A, a low-riding legend, man, when it comes to putting them things together. Yeah, man, you know, um, the culture is big. You feel me? Um, anybody who's uh, been either the love or infatuated or just, you know, a... Uh, 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 a real, a real historian, an enthusiast. You know what I'm saying? And this culture been is man, it's been spread so wide right now, man. So you know, welcome the homie man to the show. You know what I'm saying? And Chris Sunstate Customs in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, for sure. And we got another legend in the house, man, via telephone, man. Now I've been trying to get the homie on here, man, for some years, but it's you know it's appropriate now. And it happened at the right time, the homie Spice won in the house. Spice, what's happening with you? What's cracking, man? Man, it's shit. out here getting the image usual, you know, shit, making it happen. For sure, out there wiggling, huh? He out there baking yeah, right yeah. now in Vegas, man. It's about a thousand degrees right now in Vegas and shit. Yeah, hey, I just seen a nigga walk past here on fire, nigga. It's hot as hell. Out here. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hey, you know, Spice, you know, one of the things I was talking to you about when I was on the way over here but was the lack of it being the number one rap album in, um, in music right now. But before we get there, what you think about this whole Kiki Palmer situation? Um, You know, I ain't heard about it. What's up with Kiki Palmer? All right, check this out. The homie, you know, Usher got the residency in Vegas. You know, he do his thing. And, of course, you know, Gang of Females is going to push to see Usher, right? Yeah. So, let's put this scenario. You got you a celebrity female, right? You dating, right. y'all together, married, whatever, whatever. She flowed to the Usher concert. Uh, she already dressed what, you know? provocative let's put it like that right but you know okay. you, ain't, you don't sweat your lady you let her dress how she dress you know you you confident and secure in that to where hey she want to go out with the with the see-through with the thong on whatever you confident you know she ain't finna whatever she coming home right okay whatever she yeah. go to, she go to see usher spiggity where you at the crib with the kitty she go roll with the homegirls right yeah so, usher you know, knowing your girl, you know, she's popular. She's out there. She knows she's got some name and status. He want to recognize. Right. He want to recognize, you know, her status. You know, hey, my girl in the building, blah, blah, blah. Come on upstage. Give her some love, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, um, he serenades her, starts singing to her, whatever, and it gets a little, you know, too close for comfort, put it like that. Hold on, you got to give Spice the full detail. Now, Spice, not only is he serenading her, but she has these see-through pants on where you can see the thong and the oh. booty cheeks is hanging out and everything. Oh, okay. But and she not... pressed up on him. No. Yeah, booty cheeks okay. hanging out. And I think, did, what? did he touch the booty? Okay. So, 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 you still are you 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 got a problem with that? Do you think they acting it out just like just like we were saying? You know, in certain situations, how we had on the show when we was talking about the situation of you got a 
you got to play that shit out. Yeah, you playing a you role. Me? You know, she's on stage, just like, yeah. just like what happened with Homegirl with the kiss and, and everybody screaming, whatever, whatever. She's supposed to be a yeah. certain type of female. So why don't why not play the role out? Right, right. You get me. Uh, right, right. So do you do you feel you know it was out of bounds for what happened? You know because you know they say this is how my nigga Usher gets a lot of that poontang. Man, you know, I think Usher don't smash the couple of these bras. So how do you I mean, how do you feel about that? If 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 you were in the shoes of being the the, the dude at home and your girl is on stage and doing, how would you feel about that? Would you address that publicly? Nah, I wouldn't address it publicly. Uh, um, you know me. You know, you know, I'm a bay nigga, man. I never let them see me sweat. You know, uh, I never would 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 go out here and address publicly about my feelings and get into my feelings. You know, uh, and, and exploit my feelings out there uh, in public to everybody. Um, you know, I, that would be something for me to talk to her about at home alone between me and her. Uh, if I had a problem with it, you know what I'm saying? But you know, me being, you know, uh, me being a bay nigga, I might not even had a problem with it. I'd have been like, damn, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Okay, go on, pimp, and do what you do. You know, um, but, uh, I, I, you know, as far as as far as far me tripping out and flipping out, nah, man, you know, um, you know, you can't, you can't let them uh, 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 discourage the player in you, man, no matter, even if, even if you got a woman, you know what I'm saying? If that's your woman or whatever, you got enough confidence in her and, uh, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, what if she do movies or whatever and she got niggas kissing all on her tongue, all down her neck, down her throat, licking all on her, on her neck and, you know, all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? That, that movie that she did with, um, with uh 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 with Tyrese, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she would have did some movies, some movies like that or whatever, you know, um, did did some stuff like that, then he can't get mad because she just she just acting, she just doing her thing. So so basically, you know, sometimes you gotta kick back and, and play a role. So still, you saying that um, my man didn't have the confidence? That's why he spoke publicly about how he felt about her doing that. Well, you know the thing is, I can see him being a little upset because he is a square. He's a civilian. And as we all right, know, right, right. And, and as we all know in entertainment, we don't all have problems at the house because some girls may get a little too excited at the show and you go home and you know the first thing your woman thinking, damn, is it like that? So if I wasn't there, what would you have done? You you, you feel what I'm saying? So you always yeah, go yeah. to some degree. You just gotta take that. He acknowledged her dog. Now, I can see why he was upset, but I think that should have been something left to the crib. I'm not mad for being upset, but he should have had that conversation at home, and he sound real insecure because exactly. he, I know my wife, and if she sees, she really ain't into no usher, but she see Denzel, and Denzel want to give her a hug. I ain't going to deprive her from giving the hug to Denzel because I'm damn sure going to get my hug from Holly Berry. If she see me and want yeah, to give me a hug, I'm like, you know. You, you, yeah. <laughs> my you nigga said because I damn sure so, uh, uh, Holly, can I be get a, a hug? You know what I'm saying? It's my wife right here, but she ain't tripping. Yeah, you And I guess I, I guess you have to be um like I said once Billy. again, you gotta be motherfucking confident in, in yourself. Like 
you know, uh, he should have played it dead. out and been like, yeah, you seen my bitch up there, nigga? She was looking bad, huh? Usher, exactly. Usher, had, nigga, Usher had to exactly. break down and sing to my bitch because she looked yeah, so motherfucking it, it, good, that, nigga. You, you, saw, you that. saw that ass, nigga. Yeah, you saw that's that how you ass. You, you, you got to play shit out, man. Nigga, so like nigga, my nigga say. I, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the grocery store. I see some niggas looking at my girl ass. I walk over there with the niggas and look at my girl ass with them. And they be like, yeah, she got ass on my nigga, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to be confident to, like, to a, you know, because, you know, women nowadays, they like to express, you know what I'm saying? How many times and you don't went again, to the, hey, how many times you don't went the to nigga, the club? How many times you don't went to the club and you see, you know, a woman with kids at home and a man and whatever, nigga, they, they half naked most of the time. And, yeah. and it's not even an age limit now. Shit, you catch a motherfucker from 25 to 45 half naked and confident in that dress. So you got to be, as the man, you got to be confident to know, well, shit, she ain't finna do shit. You know what I'm saying? She look good. She want to show off some shit. You know what I'm saying? You, you, say, you got to take the shit the same way. I'm, I'm saying, then again, did he, did he know the assignment? Did he know what he was signing up for? You know what I'm saying? Like, when he got into the relationship, did he understand who he was fucking with or what he was dealing with, what he was, what he was gonna have to deal with? Because he a lot of people because don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? They, they think they understand it, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? You know what, until, until something really happened like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what though, Chico, I'm gonna tell you this. Whatever he did, he probably don't push her right into that nigga's arms. Usher probably hitting her, <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, he tripping and she gonna be gone, she gonna be mad. All he did was open up exactly. the door for that. What do my boy Will Smith White call it? An entanglement. The entanglement. I, I, I wouldn't entanglement. Even, I wouldn't even put it like that. Like I said, she wanna. I don't know. Like I said, she wanna play the part out. You get me? I yeah. What what female in her position? I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm an actress. People know me worldwide. You know. I'm I'm not gonna get up here and be like, uh-uh-uh, hold up, you know, I got my man at home and whatever, whatever. I'ma play that yeah. part out. Oh nigga, you singing to me, I'ma get the hugging on the nigga, rocking and doing all kind of shit. Cause you gotta play you you in the public eye, man. You get exactly, me? So no, that's, that's you, you shit have too. to be able to be accepted by a lot of motherfucking people and shit. And like you say, my nigga at and home he, gotta know probably, too. he probably, you know, ordinary nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm just or like you. I don't know if he knew. You, you knew she was. Well, she was. You knew her status was climbing, and she was gonna man. get to somewhere. She's an actress. She's in. You know, the climb yeah. is what you know. A lot. I guess a lot of motherfuckers fall when you can't handle that ladder climb. You get me? Well, especially for, especially when it's the 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 other motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You get me? Well, what it is? He's an RN too. You know, he's an RN. Right. A regular nigga. Right. My nigga said he's an R.A. Right. He's a regular nigga. this nigga like, I'm helping. I'm finna say, I'm finna say, this nigga at the hospital helping people. You need to be good. You supposed to be straight. My nigga said he's the O.G. R.A. He got the scrubs on and everything, huh? Because if he was, I would have probably joked with my wife like that. I would have probably joked with her about it. You know. I just said, you, you got to play Adam, it out, man. You know, yeah. Everybody's relationship different, man. Like, you know, you got the Adam 22 cat right now. His wife does porn. He knew she did porn before he got with her, so he playing it out. His wife just, you know, some nigga just came in there and knocked her down, I guess, or whatever, right? 
Everybody on the internet made a big deal about it. I said, now nah, this man know his wife do porn. Yeah. If you know what it is and she do that, you can't come in trying to change some shit at the, in the third quarter. And a lot of them motherfuckers yeah. get down like that. You get me? Yeah. It's well, a lot of motherfucking porn industry motherfuckers who got husbands and wives at you home. You know what she said? He said, he said, well, why would I be mad at her? I've slept with over 200 some women he with her. He did porn. He's done porn, I guess. So he not tripping. I don't know why they're making this. We got a problem in society today to where people need to mind their own damn business on certain stuff. Everybody's yeah, household yeah. is different. I know me personally, I would never be sharing my wife with no other man. I just wouldn't do it. That's not my thing. <laughs> I mean, just like you said, um, with social media and the internet and people having so much access to your life now, and this is for people who put their personal lives on social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you give, you give motherfuckers the open opinion to voice what they want to say. You get me? Uh, and then people pick and choose what the fuck they want to be in uproars about, you know what I'm saying? Because it could be a situation where motherfuckers look at and be like, oh, well. And then you can turn a situation like this, you get me? And it's all over the internet because homeboy expressed how he felt about his wife on stage with Usher. Because, he might like be you insecure, said, though, because he ain't stroking it right or something. You know, he's uh, well, thinking about, like, I can't he's, not as he's doing something right because he, he married, right? Hey, they got kids, hey, right? But you know, he insecure about something because I know I wouldn't be worried about Nan, nigga. Who knows? You know, like I said, he's a. You know what? Hey, go ahead. Me, I, I, I would, I would say, like, I, 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 this is how I would, I would tell everybody if I was him, I'd be like, nigga, she knows, she know, she know damn well I'm, how, how I slang this dick, nigga. She know how I get down. She ain't gonna fuck with no other nigga. Ain't no other nigga kick her down like that, nigga. I, 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 I knocked that nigga. I had a big scream and I have her I have her crying. I have her ready to pass out. Nigga. Ain't no ain't no ain't no nigga gonna get down like that. Not in no one night. Well you, you know gotta, what I'm yeah, saying? You so gotta I mean, be confident in yourself that hey, when yeah. your woman go out half you know you're knocking it down, nigga, you know you're knocking the lining out. Shit. If 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 you if you confident knowing that you know when my woman go out you know half naked or you know even in, even in the fact when y'all go to the grocery store or fucking whatever if you got that confidence that you ain't tripping off of nothing it's only in it's only insecure people and that goes for both sides that cause problems and, and, and if, if he really felt that way he should have just beat the brakes off the pussy before she left. <laughs> but that ain't gonna stop that her. Put, That's that still, pussy so when she even got to the to the spot. That and pussy he could he could have did that. But my thing is, <laughs> it still ain't gonna stop her from getting on stage when Usher say, "Hey, Kiki in the building, come on stage." Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's still gonna not gonna make her okay. The nigga serenade me. I'm a fucking actress. Yeah. Point, That's a good right? look for her. And it got the internet talking. I get promotion. I'm up yeah. here with Usher she, she, in a million years. That, you get me? Right. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have thought I was going to be on stage getting serenaded <laughs> by Usher. But you know what I'm saying? My status is where I'm, 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 I'm being accepted by a lot of motherfucking people. So for the fact that I'm in here with all these motherfuckers, and it's probably other celebrities in the building too, but he wants me to come yeah. on stage and you know he gonna do his little thing come on we all playing a motherfucking part you here you, can't trip, you get though. me like, yeah I look at and like not this. that i'm trying to fuck with her 
Mm-hmm. But shit, it's other. It's a gang of the motherfucking bitch. You know how bitches they love that shit. So I'm gonna get up here and I'm gonna sing to a yeah, crew. I'm a crew. I'm a croon a motherfucker right quick. Man. That's gonna give me fifty hey. other pussies backstage. Hey, nigga, you know what we? You know what we do? We do it different though. We might not serenade the brown. I might, I might serenade the police. <laughs> <laughs> See, I might be singing some of my, my gangster-ass songs about, you know, what I did and how I got down and shit, and I might be looking dead in his face. <laughs> <laughs> but shit, that's why. I'm talking crazy. Yeah. You know what, though? You know, speaking of the rap shit, Chico, I'm going to give you and eight both of y'all flowers right now, right? Because both of y'all are two of the most lyrical cats in the game, man, that don't necessarily, like when they put out these lists of the top 10 and the top 20, this and that, they miss a lot of brothers, especially y'all, man. So I'm just going to give y'all both big ups right now, dog. You know, I wish we had applause uh, thank you, and all brother. that stuff. Man, but, you know, I'm going to give y'all, y'all flowers right now, man. And I think everybody, because, you know, we just had Lazy Bone in the show last week. And I think eight forget sometimes. I was looking at Lazy Bone, look at my guy, like man, like this my hero right here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he gave it up. He was like, man, this is my guy right here. And I meet so many young artists that when they meet eight, it's like almost like like dang man, I'm actually in his presence. You know what I mean? I don't like to be like that though. I um, <sighs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Take your flowers, nigga. I, I, you gotta understand though. <laughs> I don't like that shit though, man. I just hate it, man. Not like that, but I, I just, I'm too. I'm. I guess I consider myself just too regular, man. Man, but I don't you consider ain't, myself. I'm telling you, you ain't. I, I, you and this I, nigga I, on the I, phone ain't regular niggas. Y'all don't know, dog. At a time, dog. Both of y'all had the streets on smash, man. You couldn't ride down the street without hearing 187 proof, and you couldn't ride down the street without hearing the hood took me under. You just couldn't. It was inescapable, bro. Y'all was y'all the shit. But see, to me, I was just talking for regular niggas. I was just talking for niggas that I was standing on the corner with every day. Them niggas couldn't rap. Them niggas was just, they was just yeah. too hood with it. So I'm like, fuck it. I got a little, little... I, I can keep the beat and rhythm a little bit, so I'm finna go home and just start writing about the neighborhood. And last yeah. night, the homie got jacked, and two nights ago, we got pulled over and woompy woomp. Three nights ago, we jumped out on some niggas at the gas station. I'm just talking about regular shit that I'm looking at, like, niggas in L.A. going through this shit. And it didn't matter whether you nigga was a crip or a pyru or a blood or whatever. We was all going through some regular, that's what we looked at as regular. Now, other people looked at it as crazy as fuck. But when you grew up like that, that, it wasn't no different than the motherfuckers in having family cookouts or whatever, whatever. You went to the hood, you hung out with 10, 15 niggas, we pieced up on the weed and the drink. Maybe a box of chicken or something so somebody could eat. And, nigga, we was on the block selling dope. You feel me? That's the way we survived. So just being able to, I mean, I caught the rap bug because, I don't know, it wasn't nothing else. What the fuck else am I going to do? So fuck it. The rap bug bug came along. I was able to, because of the few years that a nigga went to school, I was able to, okay, 
I know that rhyme with that, and that rhyme with that, and cocaine. I'm a nigga, so I know how to keep the rhythm and shit. So fuck it. Play me some shit. Let me talk about the hood. And nigga last night, woomp woomp And and the, and the more, I guess you say, success came with it, I still never looked at like, yeah, nigga, I'm MC8, and I'm around the world. Well, I don't and think nobody platinum rap. I, I don't, some niggas do, though. Some niggas, yeah. some niggas, some niggas get, got that fucking some niggas asshole get that about like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm too good. I look at it like, yeah. I don't give a fuck whether you sold a hundred million or you sold a hundred records. We all started from the same shit. So some niggas like to look at themselves bigger than the, than, than like they say the program of what hip hop was the niggas that or what it don't is. Make it. Them the niggas don't never that don't never get acknowledged. Them the niggas that don't get the. I love just like hum. I like humble niggas. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you riding around in Rolls Royces and you got a private plane and woomty woom. Just be a humble nigga. Well, you know what though? I'm gonna tell you this. If you ever notice, the great ones are often the most humble niggas. Like I was just telling Brian when we came in. If you meet Wayne. Tune is one of the coolest niggas you ever want to meet. He go come in here and shake everybody's hand. He go sit in here with you. He go make sure you straight. He's just a cool dude. Same yeah. thing with Scarface. <laughs> Same thing with all of them dudes. Same thing with Kendrick. All of them is very cool people. They don't sit up and act like, though they superstars, they very regular people. You feel what now, I'm saying? And you, know, you know why? You know why? I, 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 okay, I, I'm humble as hell, you know. Um, and, and I think a reason that a thing something that taught me to be humble <laughs> is you know we we both noticed hey my niggas is crazy as hell yeah you know what i'm saying so so if i even look mad or frown or something these niggas gonna start tearing shit up and i can't stop them so I'm, I'm gonna walk around and be the nicest person that you can you can you can see i'm gonna smile i'm gonna shake hands i'm gonna be really nice and i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna chill i'm gonna be cool because I know these niggas crazy. I can't even look, man. They're going to tear this motherfucker down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I learned that, you know, and, 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 it, and it, I guess it, over the years, it's just in my personality now, and I figured out how to, you know, how to how to move around motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I've all, I just figured, man, you just got to be, um, I mean, I know sometimes it don't, you know, you got to watch your surroundings and motherfuckers and, you know, it's jealous motherfuckers because of what you do or what you accomplish. That's always going to be there. But, you know, I just like to consider myself a regular nigga so I don't offend a regular nigga. You feel me? That's all. That's that's where I come right, from. Right. Um, I don't want. I don't want to offend a regular nigga. A nigga still out there, you know, because <laughs> it, it has been fortunate that I've been able to do certain shit that a regular nigga's not gonna be able to. And not to say that that you that you can't never. You know what I'm saying? Regular niggas can take trips and go on vacations and work hard and take their females somewhere and have whatever you want to have to accomplish shit. But, you know, there's things that I've done that a motherfucker would be able to say, oh, you ain't going to never be able to do that. Or you ain't going to never be able to do that. But um, still, I don't like to floss that or flaunt that or... uh, Shit, my accomplishments are just as yours as if you work in a nine to five every day. You get a bonus check or a motherfucker, you know, buying my house or nigga, <laughs> fuck it, I just made it home today. You feel me? That's my, that's why I want to fit in with the regular nigga. So I guess that's why I try to stay, you know, 
you know, I don't security guard it up and you know move with a pack of pack and you know nigga you catch me nigga i'm with one nigga you know what i'm saying you know what i want to ask you i want to ask you this spice because you can't ada's been very open about it when you first got your deal man right you you were signed to jive right are you you, were you on the independent label at first um, I was on the independent label, uh, Triad Records at first, uh, I think, and, and um, that was like the first, uh, first, uh, maybe half a year of, not, of, of 1990. Mm, so y'all kind of came in the same way, both through independent labels that got picked up by a major situation, right? Right. So was your paperwork right when you first started? Hell no. When I first signed with the independent, I was straight. But when I got to job, it was it was it was uh, the whole contract was one sided. So after all them records, your first joint went platinum, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we did like nine hundred thousand, um, and I'm pretty sure after that it, it it went platinum by the end. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so despite the fact that y'all both came in selling a gang of records, didn't nobody ever come to you at some point and say, "Hey, man." We need to keep him happy. Let's let's renegotiate his contract or rewrite his contract to make it a little bit more lucrative on his end. That never happened. Hell, hell no, nah, man. So they, basically, they, they made, so late, so basically, spice, hey, hey, speak, hey, Spiggity, So basically, you got fucked the whole time you were signed the job. The whole time I was on the label. The whole time. I even I even brought them E forty and then I asked them to uh to, to see if they would renegotiate and they still wouldn't renegotiate. So you bought them E forty? I brought forty up. I I told my manager Chaz to go get forty a deal up there and jive after I took forty on tour with me, with me and uh Scarface and, and Aaliyah and R. Kelly and, and, and um and and high five no, not high five, uh uh from Houston, uh five, something um it was uh was it the R and B group that was signed to Luke Records. Yeah, it was it was H Town. Yeah, and um we we went to Grambling State University. I had Rogers tour bus. Forty had his own tour bus. We we don't we went on tour. We I gave Forty like ten minutes of my show every show I did. And we got back home, and I um you know and I and I told him to go get. Told, told, told Chaz to go get him a deal up there at Jive. Now, Forty might have been working on some other stuff with Jive that I didn't know about, but I know that I know what I did. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and once I did that, they still didn't want to renegotiate. So, who got you? Know you what I'm who got you your deal at Jive? Um, one eight seven proof was just out there, you know, rocket, you know, out there in in. Out there, you know, on the on the uh, remember the box? Yeah, we, yeah. The box, we was all, was we like was all one video. 187 proof when you first, yeah, it was the number one video on the box. And then here came, here come Jive, uh, they called Pizzo, you, you know, Pizzo 8, right? Remember, remember, he used to DJ for 40 and short, uh huh. So, so Barry Wise called Pizzo, and and I was sitting over there at the time, and I heard he put he put Barry Wise on the loudspeaker, and Barry Wise was like, "Where's where's Spice One at?" And and Pizzo looked at me and put his his his, his finger over his lips and said, "Man, don't say shit." You know what I'm saying? Just wait. And I got my lawyers and shit together, or whatever. And um, you know, they uh even they even said they was like they still advised me not to sign the contract. I made certain provisions on there that 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 uh that would make it semi uh cool but 
the contract was not cool at all. You know, um, the record labels back then would take a motherfucking poverty stricken ass nigga broke from doing, you know, trying to get it and give him 30, 40,000 the back then. You think 30, 40,000 some real money, you know what I'm saying? Um, they, you know, and you're going to find any motherfucking thing. I used to sell dope on the street. Nobody ever heard of in the city. Nobody ever heard of. I didn't think I was going to be shit or be nothing, man. And now to, to this day, I could today, today I can go to Japan and pack the house. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't think I was gonna be shit. And 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 they knew I thought I wouldn't I didn't think I was gonna be shit. And they knew I was poverty stricken. I didn't have, you know, we was living in a condominium, you know, uh a, a condo and uh me and my sister and, and my mom and um and my and my step pops uh, paying the bills there, uh, you know, pay, robbing Peter to pay Paul and the motherfucker, electricity electricity get cut off. I'm walking to school with holes in my in my motherfucking uh tennis shoes. Uh when it rained, I get home with wet socks, you know what I'm saying? I was a broke ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? The hip hop game saved me. So you know, when, and 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 I was trying to get up out of that shit. And of course, I'm gonna sign a fucking contract with a major deal. I don't give a fuck what the contract say. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You gonna sign that shit, nigga? I ain't. I'm, I'm walking around with holes in my shoes, not my socks. My shoes, nigga. My socks is wet. You know what I'm saying? So hell yeah, I'm signing this shit. You know, we out here jacking niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? We out here telling, stealing cars uh, and, and jacking motherfuckers. I'm, 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 I'm running from the police, nigga, 12 o'clock midnight, hopping fences, helicopters and all of that shit. Nigga, we out there getting down out there in the town. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and, the, and the game just, just saved me. You know what I'm saying? So fuck yeah, I was going to sign a contract. Whatever the fucking contract said, get me the fuck up out of this shit. If it's going to get me enough money to get me the fuck out of here, so I can go buy me an apartment or a, or a house somewhere else and get out of this shit, and then, then give me the goddamn contract. Let me sign did it. You have, did you have a middleman? Was there a middleman involved in your deal? Um. Well, well. Uh, the only middleman was Chaz, which was the was – the, well, no, he wasn't even involved in a deal. Uh, I had a, ma- a manager I had at the time was uh, – his name was John Crashner. And 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 uh, I had to, I fired him because he fucked up the role in Minister Society. He he didn't he didn't stay in contact tack with the Hughes brothers and shit for me to get the O Dog role. You know what I'm saying? So hold on, Spice One was supposed to play O Dog. Hey, Spice was gonna play O Dog. He there? Spice. No, he hung up. Hold on, let me get him back. Hold on, let me get him back on. Get Spice One back on. We got to, uh... Hey, thanks for calling. To connect and talk. <laughs> what the hell? Let me see. He probably trying to call back. Here we go, see. Hey, thanks for calling. To connect and talk. Yeah, he'll call back. But you, yeah, but you know what, though, man? The crazy part about that is, though, man... The story is all too common. Like it's you always. Said, young black kids from poverty, right? That don't have see no way out and they get this opportunity of a lifetime. And it is life changing, you know, despite the fuckery that go on, people's lives usually change for the better. But I think that's just real sad, man. That's just real sad because he made Jive millions of dollars. I mean, you Spice made, was large. Yeah, he I made mean, Sony millions of dollars. We, he was my, you know, my partner in crime, me and Spice hooked up kind of early in our careers. But like you said, it was the same fucking story, you know? And I'd be like, shit, my record's doing like seven, 800,000. 
they cracking the gold mark, whatever. Spice shit was cracking platinum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how come? I'm like, how we still? Because you looking at platinum niggas like Cube and, you know, Public Enemy and LL and them niggas was on another level. So for me to see a nigga who had like two and three platinum records and nigga me and him still sitting up like, what's up, my nigga? I'm like... How come you ain't up there? Like, you you supposed to be up there. Like, I get where I'm at. Nigga, I'm riding the gold surf, you know, surfboard. Nigga, you you up there. You skating on the platinums, and you still sitting right here with me? What's going on? But like you said, it's always that that the same story of I'm not getting no motherfucking royalties. My budgets are probably getting cut in half because who's ever in the middle receiving that check, you get me? They already, from soon as it hit they desk, I'm tearing this motherfucker in half, you get me? So, and then, you like you said, you never have a motherfucker come around and go, okay, I've eaten enough. Let me let a nigga go and get his thing. No, yo, niggas be yo, like... We got, we got spice back up here. Niggas be like, yeah. niggas be like fuck that. Instead of giving a nigga his just due or his 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 percentage that he should get or the money he should get, niggas be feeling like nigga you owe me. So fuck that. Now that's gangster right there. So I don't give a fuck. I got you your record deal. You're able to do videos and you're riding around in a nice car and you got a nice house. I did, yeah. I did you a favor. So I'm gonna continue to fuck you. Until I can't fuck you no more. And you be grateful for that. Instead of like going, but wait a minute, I'm doing, I'm writing all my songs. I'm doing everything I got to do. But you feel like I owe you half of what I, you know what I'm saying? You you taking half of, of, of the shit from the top. You get me? Then got the nerve to double back and be like, okay, now where's my percent? You done already took half of the money up front. Then a nigga come back around the corner and be like, now let me get my 15% as your manager or some shit. You get me? That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. So Spice, you ain't Then they want the 15% as the manager. Yeah. So I'm going to take half the money from your budget, okay? <laughs> and then I'm going to turn around and double oh, back and man. go, now I want 15% for being your manager. Niggas yeah. was cold back then, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Niggas rich niggas that's out here out. Them niggas was cold as far. All the so-called, you know, middlemen, managers, or whatever. And I ain't going to say all of them, but God damn it, back when I was coming up in the rap game, yeah. them niggas was fucking niggas. I don't give a fuck. If you, didn't know yeah. shit, if you didn't know shit about publishing and contracts and royalties and all that shit, and you was like a nigga like me and Spice... Nigga, I, nigga, what? Record contract? What? Forty grand on the table? Sign that shit. Not Die. knowing that, goddamn, nigga, you supposed to be getting money for your writers. You supposed to be getting money for publishing and your beat making. You supposed to be getting this and that, nigga. You ain't knowing shit, nigga. Hand you a check in the beginning, and you take that motherfucking go, nigga. I'm cracking. Not knowing that a nigga finna be collecting your shit for the rest of his fucking life. You get for the rest me? of his life. For the yeah. rest of his life, when you sitting up and you ain't recording no more, and them little publishing checks is coming in for three and four grand, you won't never see them motherfuckers. Another nigga yeah. collecting the hard work that you put in because they feel like 
nigga, I walked you in the fucking door. And then yeah. the movie rolls. So before you got cut off, you said you were supposed to be old dog. Yeah, I was, I was. I had the. I had the script. I had a script. I was reading the script. I just didn't know that my manager didn't contact the contact the Hughes brothers and say shit. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine uh, how menace would have been with this dude playing old dog and this dude? Man, we would. Oh you know, would have killed that shit. But, I, but you know, I don't say menace came out pretty good. If you ask me, yeah, yeah nigga would have nigga would have really killed good. that shit. But but at the same time, you know, like like Ada's right. Uh, uh, Lorenz Tate did his motherfucking oh, thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he killed shit, that shit. shit, you know shit what I'm who knows? I mean, Pac was supposed to be in it. You know, it, it, everything happens for a reason and shit. But like I said, you got to yeah. you got to attest to people who, like you say, a motherfucker was in charge of your shit, and and that nigga that's taking fifteen percent and, and motherfuckers all the money and, and the niggas not even looking out on shit, and that just goes to show you. Well, maybe that was a blessing because maybe he was gonna take that money too. Shit, nigga gonna take everything you can get. I mean, I mean, well, shit. You know, a, a lot of things, you know, could have could have could have came about through that movie um, and everything. Even you know uh, the the when when Pac got into it with the Hughes brothers at my video, um, I never um, like ate. Um, when uh Alan was running up the hill, man, I I ran down the hill. I didn't know who he was, and um, I was you know I was about to try to close lining back down the hill until I figured out who he was. You know what I'm saying? I got close up on him, and I was like, oh shit! You know what I'm saying? And, and then I said, I said, dude, just go up the hill. I, I, and and then I looked down the hill, and I and I did the little cut thing on my neck, like, hey, cut that shit out. Like, what the fuck, though, nigga? Y'all, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I helped my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made sure them niggas didn't come up that hill and try to fuck with him or whatever they was doing or whatever. Because I didn't see what happened down there at the bottom of the hill. All I all I, all I I knew was that uh, was that I seen Allen and I, I had to help the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He, he was covered with blood and shit. And I'm like, man, you know, hey, man, whatever y'all niggas doing down there, cut that shit out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm tripping like y'all don't, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know what happened down there. Man, but if, if, if they ever if they ever got ever mad at me or or have any type of feelings towards me, man, tell them I was trying to help them. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I, it wasn't nothing of me. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I was not happy that that should happen in my video. And then Pac felt bad because he kept trying to get me to all of the movie sets he can get me to. He had kept calling me to everybody every time he did a movie. He called me up there and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, you know, I didn't, you know, but at the same time, um, I really wanted to, I really wanted to play that role. And, um, you know, I got some, I got some things I'm working on now, you know, my, my own little, uh, movie, uh, ventures I'm working with, um, with a few people. I don't want to say no names because I don't want to jinx it and shit, but you know, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to come through eight and, um, I've been talking to caffeine crazy ass too, so you know we we gonna get something something about to kick off, nigga. I'm a, when we get off the phone and I talk to you, I'm gonna tell you everything. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't want to say it out here because I don't want to jinx it because it's some real good shit. I feel you, Spice. That's the thing, man. Whenever you got good stuff going, bro, you can't tell everybody because just as many people be praying for you, dog. It's a, a number. It's even more people trying to pray against it happen, putting all kind of bad energy in the air. Yeah, so, nigga, got forces against that, me, man. You know. 
but but eight eight my nigga, you know what I'm saying? So I oh, mean, yeah, for sure, you good. Whatever, man. whatever, whatever go down. If 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 um whatever is going down, if it's if it's a uh if it's a dollar to be made, man, believe me, you must best believe I'm probably gonna call eight, call my nigga and shit. <laughs> you like nigga, it's the money on the line, nigga. Let's get it. Hey, let me ask you this, Spice, because I know Pac was your man. You and him ran real tough. Do you kind of think he was kind of out of pocket a little bit for for beating on them dudes like that? I don't you know, I don't know because I didn't I don't know what was going to, going on at the bottom of that hill. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so you didn't see it. Okay, I got you. I didn't see my my cousins and stuff. They was down there. My my niggas from, from Mona. You know Tyrus uh eight T Bone and shit. T Bone then was down there with with uh with uh Mo Prem and and, and Macadocious and them and shit. I think and uh Thug Life niggas and and uh and uh some of my niggas from the one eight seven facts and Bay niggas was down there and shit or whatever. But um, you know, I didn't know what what happened down there. But I was I was kind of upset over the whole thing. But I, you know, I wasn't mad at Pac because that was between him and um, you know, him him and him and the Hughes brothers and shit. Yeah, so I, sure. I didn't There's want to get into every that. story, bro. You yeah, niggas, everybody yeah. handles shit differently. Yeah, everybody handles so stuff different. What, whatever. I just know the '90s was a many time, dog. The '90s. <laughs> it was. The '90s was just <laughs> a period, crazy. Dog. It's so soft now. You can't even steal on a nigga. You go get sued and everything else for somebody talking crazy to you. If somebody say something that you don't yeah. mind nowadays and you bomb on that person, when you see them, you are either going to jail or getting sued. Or them niggas gonna shoot you. It's because, like I said, today is uh, ain't no phase. Nigga ain't taking phase. It's a different time right now, man. Everything is about. Um, Everything is about content and creating shit and being able to be whatever. So, you know, they use that word real lightly today, snitching and, you know, all that type of shit. You know, I come from a time where it was a different meaning. You get me? Um, Motherfucker shit. Motherfucker, you run over and motherfucker, you run over a nigga skateboard in jail. You snitching today. You get me? Everything is qualified as snitching. It's just a different time. You get me? If you came from, I don't know, I came from a different era, man. You know. Uh, nigga, we in a time when you can't even eat a hot dog and you gay and shit. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, like, really, everything is, everything is content. And like These we don't really, we don't really, we don't, we don't really, uh, you know, spice. Let me, I'm, I tell you, I'm like I tell everybody, we don't really fuck with, you know, that subject, you know, on the show. Yeah. Um, because you know, it, it's a very sensitive matter. You get me? And right. Right. You, 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 you won't be able to do a concert anymore. From certain things you say, you won't be able to sell a record. Yeah. You won't ever be able to. So I try to tread lightly when it comes to certain. On that, shit. on that, on that subject, like a motherfucker for and real. Like you shit. said, you're supposed to be able to have freedom of speech, but we all know, and everybody in here know, there's certain things you can't say about certain groups because it, it they just won't have it, man. Like the it homie just, I used oh, you just, say, freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. You definitely because. Yeah. Now, like I said, I don't really um, speak on that, but I'm going to ask you a question still because you will, you you know, you like to slide shit in. <laughs> you start, you've seen all this controversy with, with what what is it? Uh, what's his name? Blueface and the shit about uh, when they had the strippers in the house, right? He got strippers in his house. He got his kid there, you know, his little son. 
little son yeah. in there looking for some tater chips or something. So, <laughs> he got about three, four girls in the living room. You know, they stripping, they doing their thing. So, the son in there looking for tater chips. He asked the son, why you in here looking for tater chips when his ass in the living room? Are you gay? What? He, 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 he asked the son, are you gay because you in here looking for tater chips and not looking at ass in the living room? So, this is the question I want to say because everybody's in the uproar about that question. Do you feel it was out of line? Oh, it was definitely inappropriate. Yeah, that that was out of that was, was out of line. line. It was inappropriate, dog, and it was out of line. And, okay, I'm asking another question. They're trying to introduce stuff like that in school to elementary kids. So, what's improper? Would you like your kid being taught that in school, or because because or 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 do you feel he's asking a question? Because right now, at this age. Do you have to question your kid what, about his sexuality because would, of what's going on? This you is see it cool. everywhere, right? So yeah, it's all is on it TV wrong everything. to ask your child, is he of a different sex nature when you know they are openly it's open. So what is your answer to that? What do you think about that? You asking me? I'm asking all of y'all. Well, you know what I think, man? I, I think we living in real perilous times right now, bro, because I think we asking questions to kids. Like, you know, you think about it. In some cases, these kids are as young as six and seven years old. What do they know about that outside of going? All they want to do is go to school and play with their friends. They want to go to school, right. play with their friends, go outside, play football, get dirty, same stuff we was doing. So you introducing stuff, man. I almost think it's almost like an induction introduction to stuff. I think people are being programmed right now more than they ever are because, see, what they're slowly doing is taking the rights from the parents, right? To where if your child comes home and decides that they want to go be become, if Tom decides he wants to become Tamantha, you're supposed to let that happen and not have no say-so about it and, or they can come and take him out your house. I just want to clarify that we have nothing against... Oh, nothing at all. ...lesbians or I'm, gay I'm people. A, I'm going to say right now. Okay, but yeah, this, I, I just want to I, I just want to clarify that so people, don't think that we're, so people don't think that we're one-sided. But I'm just no. playing... I'm playing devil's advocate because, again, you see protests happening at schools where they're trying to introduce textbooks or literature that that basically be who you want to be as a child. You know, the rainbow here and the two kids in the book, whatever they're pushing. Oh, and here's the so list. wait, is it wrong because that's going on for you to go, son, are you gay? But how is he presenting? Is he presenting? He's Depending presenting because it's are everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on commercials I'm, when you watch TV. It's I'm on saying, bus benches. It's on the it's, way he did it's it. In every the, culture, right? And like not saying it. that it's wrong, but now is it wrong to go, hmm? Because he said, you're not in here watching his ass bouncing. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, of course he's being. You know what I'm saying? He's doing it for content, okay? Of course. Right. But 
as a regular motherfucker, would you feel that you would have to question your child because of what is going on right now in that type of you know, situation? I think you definitely have to talk to your child, though, to let them know that, hey, in this household, this is how we do things. You know what I mean? And do no. they feel it's wrong no. for you to question your no, child? No, listen. Because you're supposed to let him do what he want to do. You're supposed to accept I'm, I'm his choice, you, I'm right? A, I'm tell you like, so is it wrong to ask like, him? I'm gonna tell you like what you, what your what your grandmama said, what your auntie said, what the what okay, the, uh, what see, the suppose you can't said. go you they can't go say, off of what your grandmama yeah, and look, auntie said. Let, let me because say, now let you're me say it out first. Let, let me say it first. Let me say it first. Um, for them to for them to know that they had to see it somewhere. They had to see it somewhere. They had to learn it. They had to see it somewhere for them to even know that. To, to them to even if they don't, you don't know what you don't see. You know, it, I, don't, I, I, I personally don't think that that you can be born and in, 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 you know, and in, in, in be that, that way. That, I that's think your you opinion. But see, we're not going, we're not, we don't want to go off of that. We don't want to go to the opinion of, you know, we don't want to focus on if you're born or not. That's not what we're going off. I'm just saying as a parent, as a, as a, as a parent, you got a kid. Going to school, they're six, seven. You know, you you know, you could you you could be sitting up right now watching regular TV with your child, and you'll see two women engaged. You'll see two men engaged, and your kid is sitting yeah. there. So, is it wrong for you to ask your kid that question? I think you definitely better talk to your kids about it's, it. It's wrong, but. It, 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 it's you know you're not wrong for asking him, but the way that he the way that that uh, uh, that blue so the way he presented right. the question to his child was wrong. I have a son. He was supposed to do that shit in in, in private. But you know, like I said, this is the world <laughs> of. This is the world of content creation, and this is the yeah. world of Instagram and internet and social media, and everything is a joke and nothing is taken seriously. So we get that, but on a different serious note, would you feel that would be a question that you would have to present to your child, or do you even present that? In a I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bring the question up. Different men are different. Types. I wouldn't even bring the question up unless unless I seen something that was really so you know really so different different question different time still yes I, Ryan same yeah. thing different question different time you gotta take him somewhere okay, and do that what private if the time is your child because the kid coming home with a school book that's you get me well I think what what do you do. What do you do? I think you stand on your morals and principles. See, the thing is, we can't get done this. The thing we can't do and the thing I'm not going to do is I'm never going to sacrifice my integrity just because mother the rest of the world is going goofy. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm never going to do that. Now, people, I, I'm, I'm respectful of all people, man. I don't have no problem with what people decide to do. I'm all about choice, right? But the moment you start really subliminally programming children because that's what they're doing. They're programming these kids in the school today. They're really programming them. And if you're not careful, I wouldn't care what I had to do. If I still had little kids, eight, my kids wouldn't be going to no public schools. They wouldn't yeah. be going to public schools. If I had little kids, if I had grandchildren right now, and even if my kids couldn't afford it, my grandkids would be going to a private school. Because you have to 
at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, hold on, enough of this. The, the bullshit is bullshit. This bullshit that's going on right now. Like, I saw some shit right now that where they said that the doctors can no longer tell a woman they have a vagina. It's called a bonus hole. Now, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> wow. It's a bonus hole. <laughs> it's a bonus hole now. Yeah. So now, and it's like one of them things. Yeah, like, you, know, the, you don't call it a pussy no more. You call that it's motherfucker that hole, so that get... third hole. <laughs> that bonus hole, yeah, baby. Yeah. That tray. Brian, my nigga say, hey, baby, what's cracking? Let me get some of that bonus hole tonight. <laughs> get that bonus <laughs> hole, baby. <laughs> Let me give you a scenario. It's like my son right now. You talk about the private school. So my son is four. We put him in a in a private school, a language school, so he could learn all the different languages and everything. Mm-hmm. This particular year, he's one of two, maybe three boys in a class of about 10, 11 girls. Mm. So you fall back into that same kind of a scenario mm. that now he's around majority girls now and that was a serious concern even even with his mom like you know are y'all gonna bring more girls or more boys into this class it's a real type of thing you put him in this type of scenario he's gonna learn in that manner Mm -hmm. it just is what it is he's around that every single day that's what he gonna see he's gonna do what he see Mm -hmm. so you know the private school aspect of it you're still gonna run into it, but in an uh, indirect way, if that makes sense. Yeah, or either I would homeschool mine. Cause I'm I'm being real with you, dog. I, I, it's just certain stuff that you gotta put your foot down because before I'm anything else, I'm a man of God. They don't teach that in the Muslim schools. And, and I live on certain principles. And not saying I'm super religious. Right. I, I don't I don't push religion on nobody, but I'm a man of God, and I believe certain things. Can't nobody stop me. But yet at the same token, I believe that people have a right to choice, right? When they're mature enough to understand what it is they're getting into. Now, anytime you're talking to somebody to me under 15, dog, about that stuff right there, you kind of out of pocket because what are you talking to kids in kindergarten about that for? Yeah. It's just like they just did the stuff with the Muppets. They turned the homeboy Gonzo to where he turned into a, a girl to go to the thing. Then, But my thing is this. If y'all doing that on them adult shows, I don't care. But this is something that's Cater towards for to children. So why are y'all doing it on this show they, right now? They, yeah, so when, when I'm I'm just tripping. Kids. They take they take they take the Bible and they take God out of school, but then they they allow that. You so know, when, the, when it was introduced to us, you know, in the in the late '80s, early '90s, I was in middle school, and I was in uh, sixth grade, and they had a, a program, and we really didn't talk about nothing until that time. But when we got to sixth, seventh grade, there was a, a program specifically, and it was called SFA, it was Skills for Adolescents. And in that class, they was raw and uncut in that class because the neighborhood that we lived in, you was dealing with real life shit. You was dealing with real yeah. STDs. And then ladies will tell you, like there was a lady who would come yeah. in there and she would say, this is what this disease is. This is what you get. This is what happens. So we didn't never talk about none of that stuff until I was like in sixth, seventh grade. But when it was <coughs> coming from the neighborhood that we came from, it was raw and uncut. I mean, I got introduced to sex education in school and stuff like that. But me growing up, I was never introduced to, you get me? That just wasn't something that the old school grandparents and shit, they didn't talk about. Now, you knew. Nobody really, you 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 knew. Because, let's face it, you knew somebody who was gay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk about it. They did their thing. You know, if they came over at a family function or, you know, it I was. Got a cousin that was. I got a cousin that's getting. Like he I said, tripping. it wasn't. It was nothing major. That's where you get down. You get down. But I wasn't. I wasn't taught that. You get me. I didn't yeah. turn on Saturday morning cartoons, and I didn't see two men riding on a bike Again, together. Again, they're programming people. I, I didn't. You get me. I didn't go to school yeah. and have to open my book and learn about somebody who was gay in their profession. If they did a job, they just did a job. And I'm gonna tell you, they didn't want. They didn't want to speak on. This person was the first gay person who did this. I'm surprised they didn't you don't do that. This. I'm surprised you don't push this into this conversation. No, just it's just because I just wanted to ask the question because it has something to do with the children. Yeah. And you see a lot yeah. of, you know, now you see a lot of tug of war. Like it wasn't like it, it's no big deal when it's uh, uh, an adulthood. You get me? We have no problem. But I just say, like, when, when, and it's really about the standards of what people f- feel is, oh, that's fucked up, but that's not fucked up. Yeah. That's it, fucked up. It, it would be the but same that ain't thing. fucked up. And I'm it's the you. way shit is right now, and that's what made me bring it up, because, okay, you say it's fucked up that he said that, but then they doing this shit in school, yeah. and that's not fucked up. So what is fucked up at at a certain point to where we we all get on the same page and go that shit is not cool and we all going that shit ain't cool. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. On the network, we have a show as two lesbian women, right? Most gay people will tell you it's wrong nowadays. I just don't I just don't get the 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 <sighs> Like I said, we want our place, quote, you get me? And we want our rights and we want our whatever, whatever. But you can't talk about us. You can't put us in in a comical situation or you can't address certain shit that, like, no, I like if 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 me as a parent has an issue with that, I should be able to flex that because it has something to do with my kid. But now I got but now it's got to be, you know, the the million man march protest against what I want to do for my kid. And we like, all that have shit, children like here. I don't understand that. We all got children. I know eggs. You got adult children as well as, you know, all your children for the most part are adults. Correct. Yes. You got you have a younger child. Adult and two little ones. Spice are all your kids adults right now? Or you got some little ones. I got eleven year old. <clears throat> you got oh so you, so you got eleven year old right now yeah. with society being what it is. Don't you kind of review what your son is doing now more than ever, especially the times we living in? Do you police him a little bit more? I do. Yeah, I mean you you have to because you don't know what's 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 going on with um you know somebody could be in influencing him to 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 do something he ain't really feeling and you know what I'm saying because uh uh trying to manipulate him into liking shit. some shit. Just like so you know, just social media do that. Just watching yeah. TV can do that. You get me? You you like you have to you have to be able to to be able to watch your kid, man, or or any situation like you have that. To become, you have to become a bigger role model in his life and 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 have them have him want to be more like you than anybody. You know what I'm saying? Shit um, is influential to motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you this right yeah. now too, and with this social media is dangerous. 
because you have grown men going in these little girls' inboxes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, up until my daughter yeah. turned a certain age, I was on her Instagram with her. I had it right in my account. You, so you, I, like I, I said, the world. I went every, with my daughters from years ago. Yeah, you can have this stuff. Definitely. I'm going to be there where I can see. Because you're, gonna have a, you're not going to have some nigga that's my age trying to be all up in your thing. And the yeah. thing is, a, when a grown man is talking to a young girl, especially a young girl that don't have no male presence in her house or no kind of yeah. thing, they get to liking that attention. The next thing you know, they meeting a motherfucker up at 7-Eleven some damn where, yep. and you will never see your daughter again. Never see your daughter again. That's exactly what I told my daughter. I, hmm? She was all, I, so coming up the way I did, I was never, when social media came out, or they came out with the, uh, what was the first thing they had? Uh, MySpace? No, yeah, yeah, MySpace. I never had a MySpace, never had a, a Facebook, never had any of that stuff because the way I was raised, it was, I looked at that stuff as that, look at me, look at me, look at me. And the way I was raised was always kind of staying out the way. So Exactly. Say, you know, I played ball and everything, so, you know, you was going to be in the spotlight here, there, and there. But That's how I was. You had the same thing you all had. All that being up in there, my face is even like my, my Instagram, my business now. You know, when I started this, uh, my business, people were like, you have to have social media. You have to have social media. Well, I did social media. I didn't want to. It went against every single thing that I thought about. But... If you're using it for a business purpose, it helped. Right. Uh, going back to what I was talking about before, I was against it for the for the reason of you don't know who you got on the other line. I got you know sixty thousand, seventy some thousand followers. I don't fool with nobody, but at the end of the day, I guarantee you there's there's a big chunk of people on there that don't like me in general for no apparent reason. Definitely. So it is what it is. So yeah. I'm worried about my daughter, and I start, start seeing I didn't Like I said, I didn't know nothing about this Instagram and all this stuff. So I get onto her Instagram, and here she is and talking to somebody that's up in, like, Connecticut. So I start doing this, you know, and I start playing with it, and you can tell it's an adult. So I start looking and start getting the address and this, that, and the other. There's no kids that even live at this address. She thinks she's talking to a kid the whole time. Yeah. A grown man up in Connecticut. And I told her, you, you know, you imagine, you know, somebody come and take you, you'll never see your dad again. She's like fifth and sixth grade. So, you know what I mean? For me, that that was a crazy thing that I had to endure and go through that. And I, I lived and seen it, that. So it I changed, exactly what you it said. It changes niggas, man, when you come from a different yeah. time and shit. You know what I'm saying? We come yeah. from different shit, man. Like, we didn't come from computers and internet and shit like that. Man. Yeah, we didn't come from way better than we do. There was no Yahoo when I was in school. Man, it wasn't school. Was I no mean, Yahoo. Yahoo, it wasn't we didn't shit. We even have cell phones, though. Yeah. No. No, I I that remember I remember when I first seen like, a, nigga, a, a, a nigga had a cell phone in his car, nigga. That motherfucker looked phone. like a house money. phone and shit. The whole receiver yeah, with the curly money to have a cell on phone. I'm tell y'all the first cell phone I ever had. It, it only lasted me two months. I had one of them brick phones. I went and got yep. me one, thought I was a baller calling my mama, calling everybody. That bill came, nigga, was five grand, nigga. I said, oh, shit, that shit might have just came off my credit. I thought people were just over talking about them high bills like, yeah, oh, man, no, my them motherfuckers was, was cracking. Nigga, when the, uh, my nigga, cell phone bill, and when they first came out, I think my, I think I paid about 2000 for a cell phone bill, nigga, when Damn. it first came out. 
Yeah. Well, I ain't pay for nothing because I saw that bill. I said, yeah, I, I ain't paying. Nigga, nigga, I remember when I first went to Europe, nigga, I, I thought pay. I was at home, nigga, and I got on the hotel phone, nigga, was talking to everybody back in the hood, nigga, was chatting for about an hour. Oh, man. Nigga got to, <laughs> got to, they got ready to check out. Them motherfuckers came to the door. They had security by the door. They wouldn't let a nigga out of this room. They like, nigga, you owe us about three grand. Damn. I'm like, what? They like, nigga, you called back to America, nigga. You was on the phone for like 45, 50 minutes, And then minutes, the time nigga. difference, you'd be on the phone with somebody at night, because I was damn. like, damn. Nigga, I'm talking, yeah, yeah, say it again, nigga. Damn. You better learn about the phone. Damn, that nigga said three racks. Or a fucking phone bill, nigga. Nigga, from inside my, nigga, I'm at the, I'm inside the room, feet kicked up, nigga, on the phone, looking out, yeah, nigga, we in some foreign country right now, nigga, yeah, nigga, it's cracking out here, Wooty, nigga, just chatting like a motherfucker, nigga, they downstairs like, chee Chee-chee, is he still wow. on? Them motherfuckers downstairs, they done got, look, they done got a gang of people around the motherfucking board downstairs. They are, is he still on? They like, hell yeah, they how much right now? Shit, he had about two grand right now. Lovely. And they make sure they get about two grand right oh, there. Yeah, they weren't gonna let the nigga check out that way. Ain't none of that yeah. back, ain't none of that running out the back door shit with their nigga. It was over with. Two grand off the motherfucking pocket. They want their money now. They want it now, man. You know what, though, man? The thing is, is this, right? What, the, the further we go with technology, man, the more you have to police your kids. And we have a time now to where parents is trying to be their kids' friends instead of being a daddy. I always told my kids, my sons in particular, I'm not here to be your friend. You know, you, yeah, you, I'm you, not. you can hate me all you want to right now, but one day you go appreciate what I'm telling you. And I get my kids come back to me, especially my boys, grown men. Damn, pops, you was right. I told you I know what I'm talking about. We ain't here just we we haven't been around this long just on accident. Yeah, you just like gotta, I'm your life coach. You supposed to listen to me, shit. Yeah, you gotta take the you gotta you know you just gotta take the lessons that you learned coming up and the mistakes that you made and some of the crazy shit that you went through, and you just gotta inform them, man. You know, I don't I don't say some shit. You get me. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put you in a place where you ain't gotta walk that hard line, man. Cause it's real, I, nigga. I walked some. It was some hard lines, man. Gang banging yeah. in Compton in the early yeah. '80s and shit. '85, '86, '87. Man, please. I, I, nigga trying to sell dope nigga with six niggas on the block and we all trying to rush the same car and rush the same car like, I've been through some hard walks man so you try to instill shit in the kids that hopefully they won't have as hard as a motherfucking walk as you now you're gonna have some hard times now I mean, unless you was born, and and even the, and even the motherfuckers born with all the money and the silver spoons in their mouth, then be the motherfuckers jump out the high rise window and shit. See, that's, they can't take that's shit. That's what I would do different though. Eight, hey, not to cut you off, bro. Go ahead. But I, I would do that different, man. I think sometimes, man, because my kids was raised way more spoiled than I was. It's like we, it was a treat for us to go to McDonald's. We went right. to McDonald's. That was a yeah, it was a treat. Of course, of my course. My kids, dog, they was raised like this. One come home. I don't feel like chicken. Can you make me a steak? So I'm looking at my You're wife. making three meals. Three different yeah, meals. Yeah, And I'm like, man, it used to be back in the day. Moms make a pot, of, a tin of cornbread and a pot of beans, and you might eat them motherfuckers for three days, dog. But see, that's yep. because that's because 
wifey or whatever people, they feel like, I don't want my kid to have to go through what I had what to I go through. Is, and that's what you turned into me? the people yeah. And work. like you said, back in the day, nigga, you don't want what? Oh, then you don't eat tonight, motherfucker. You starve. You're going to eat this starved. fucking shit that I cooked. Or you don't. Or you ain't. And 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 going through that now, you got your kids, and you be like, mm, and like you said, they'll come home, and Chris would be like, oh, no, I don't want motherfucking chicken. I want a steak. And then your daughter would come yeah. home and like, I don't want chicken or and steak. And I see my I wife stop doing what she do to get up and damn near break her neck to go do it, and I'm like, you're not helping them when you do that, because all you're no. doing is raising a spoiled, entitled ass person. That's all you're doing. And they don't look at she, she don't look at it's, it. It's like, hard. It's hard. She it's look hard at like it like I I have the ability and I have the means to do what they request. Unlike when I was growing up, nigga, if we was having motherfucking beans and rice for dinner, that's what you ate, and you better not fucking complain. And I, I whoop your I, I whoop your ass, nigga. You finna sit up in here and complain about eating some fucking beans. <laughs> I will beat your ass first, and then I'm gonna send you to bed hungry and shit without no send beans. You to and bed rice. Hungry, nigga. So you either shut the fuck up and eat this beans and rice, or take this ass whooping and go in your room. The See, fuck you gonna complain? For me, for me, when the way that I was I was raised and parenting, I couldn't have asked for it to be any different. Still, you remind me a lot of my dad. And uh, my dad's 6'6", six, six, about 275, you know. Uh, the way, and everybody was terrified of my dad, you know, growing up. I mean, when I tell you, like, he was Debo before there was Debo. Back in the day, Debo used to be Zeus. Mm-hmm. So everybody used to always ask my dad, you know, they, they would ask him to, hey, do Zeus, do Zeus. I mean, he was that guy in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that people projected by looking at my dad, they thought that, uh I stayed and did didn't do certain shit because my dad would I was worried what my dad would do. But what they didn't know behind closed doors is my dad's philosophy what everything was. He took me everywhere. He put me in the middle of every single thing. He told me plain and simple. He said if if you want to drink or smoke, he said do it at home. I don't want you to be out mm-hmm. out and about where you might That was my mom's philosophy. Hurt anybody That's my mom said too, yeah. Crazy. Real shit. And, and I'm telling you a thousand percent. So for me, you know, as a little boy, most of my, my uncles and, you know, I still had uncles. I was the first born. So when I was born, my uncles were still in high school. So, you know, they're babysitting me. They're taking me and I'm getting dumped from this person to this person, taken from this person to this person. So for me to grow up, I grew up with teenagers as babysitters. Mm-hmm. So I seen my uncles literally in, in, go in the room and they're in there smoking bud with Rick James posters on the wall and shit. Like, that was really going on in my life. Mm. So for me, none of that shit was, it didn't entice me because I seen it every, you know what I mean, on a daily basis. I seen it on a consistent basis. So for me, you know, everybody used to look at it and think, you know, well, Chris Hoops and this, that, and the other, you know what I'm saying? He plays ball and the reason he's, man, my dad, I'm going to keep it 1,000. I seen my dad do everything. Uh, my dad never kept nothing from me. He'll tell you, you know, Literally, I about got shot twice being with him, you know, under under four years old. Yeah. Uh, but the reality of it was, in my life, to make it to be 44 years old as I stand right now, all the shit that he showed me and introduced me to, 
is the reason why I'm alive today and make the Help same decisions that I Help you survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got taught exactly. back yeah. then. Listen, people that... Because taught you some discipline and yeah, self-discipline. People have a whole different uh, a whole different vision of it, and, and it's crazy. You know, people don't really understand. You know, they, they look at, oh, yeah, you got your dad at home, this, that, and the other. And my dad was, he was a great guy, but he was a motherfucker. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was a motherfucker. But he introduced me to the real world. So when I when I got out and about, I was able to talk to people. When I was playing sports and it was time for me to interview with people, I knew how to talk, yeah. I knew how to carry myself. So every single thing, you know, where I'm at today and what's going on today is because the way that he raised me, I try to raise my son in the same exact manner. My daughter's in the same exact manner. You have to, Don't dog. Hide yeah. Don't hide shit. Yeah. It'd be important that your, you and your woman be on the same page with stuff because the one thing is this right here. I'm a person that live in reality. And this is to all pops out there. If you have a daughter, that little girl that you love holding on your lap, there's a little girl, she's going to be a young adult one day. Yeah. And there's little boys out there. You better tell your daughter the real because for you to sit up there to think your daughter ain't nobody going to ever be able to, you know, crack the, you know, crack the code, so to speak. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody is going to get her attention one day. You better tell her what the hell is going on and what's real. Yeah, yeah, because I, I got four of them. The yeah, you stuff. better tell them what's real. You know, when tapes when tapes turn from tapes to CDs, I was in seventh grade. My first CD, believe it or not, the first CD when it went from tape to CD was Compton's Most Wanted, Music to Drive By. That was, the, that was my first CD. Mm -hmm. And that's what my parents bought me. They bought me those that music. They bought me the chronic. My dad was blown one day. He tried it. He asked me, he said, hey, he was like, you want to smoke with me? And I looked square at him. I said, no. He was like, man, you good. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this. I didn't want to smoke. And he said, so you telling me all that music counts as most wanted, uh, Dr. Dre, the chronic, and it's in front of you, and you with these guys every single day and you don't smoke? I just choose not to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe if you put people in a position to see things, they're going to they're gonna make the, the right decisions based on being introduced to this stuff, nothing's a Hell yeah. A lot of people do shit just because yeah. they wanna I never they wanna, wanna experience. I never shit. wanted to you do know what no I mean to see. I seen what it shit did. I seen. I never wanted to do no sherm. Hell I no. never wanted to I smoke no crack. No, you get me? Yeah. Hell no. I don't smoke to you, this you day. Think, I don't smoke. You don't smoke weed. Never smoke I smoke some life. weed now. Spice, you smoke weed? Hell yeah. I'm smoking I'm smoking right now. Hey, okay. Hey, hey, spice, how old was you when you started smoking weed? Probably about maybe 14, 13, 14. I was in the seventh grade when I started smoking weed. My cousin, my cousin. My cousin. No. My cousin. was smoking. I had an older, I had a stepbrother. I had went to Oklahoma on a, because uh, my pops had moved to Oklahoma. And I wanted to, you know, niggas be, man, I'm going out here. Fuck this shit. You get me? So I went out there for the summer and. My stepbrother and them was smoking, but it wasn't like shit. My dad used to smoke. Yeah, my auntie smoked. I saw that green shit with the rolling papers, and I knew what marijuana was. Watching Cheech yeah, and Chong yeah. and all that shit. So, so when you start, smoking, I got, you I got to fucking. When I got to Oklahoma, I was in the seventh grade, and we was my brother and them was chilling. And they was smoking, and I just was, I was sitting there, and I just said, "Let me hit that shit. Let me try it." And they both looked at each other, and first they was like, hell no. Nah. And then I was like, 
man, let me hit the weed. Because I was already, <sighs> I was already influenced by the lifestyle, so to speak. I mean, I, I was living yeah. in Compton. I grew up in Spooktown. Um, <laughs> I, I was in Flint. It was Mexicans across the street serving water all day. And then my niggas down the street, they had to sack. So mm -hmm. I was already introduced that. I grew up, but fucking from the time, from the time my parents divorced, and we was living in Southgate, and my my dad worked at General Motors. By the time we moved to fucking Compton, it was over with. There was no other influence. These niggas is money, and these niggas. So, nigga, by the time I was thirteen, I was already influenced. I mean, it was movies like The Warriors out and shit like that. It was niggas yeah. on the block. There was no other influences. Yeah. I mean, you know, I knew about. Martin and Malcolm in school and shit like that. But when you waking up every day and you hearing drive-by shootings and you seeing drug dealers and shit like that and niggas walking up and down the block with khaki suits on and they names on the back of their khaki suits and where they from and shit, and nigga, that's my influence. Nigga, I'm being one of them. Mm -hmm. What else is better? See... Yeah, me. real shit. I, I remember, what I remember else is better, man? So... I start smoking. I was already influenced. So when they had weed at 13 and I seen it, I had actually never seen a nigga my age or whatever with weed. It was always the adults. Adults ain't fit to give you yeah. no motherfucking weed. <laughs> <I ain't laughs> I'm 12, nigga. I'm 12, 13. I don't know where to buy the shit from. You get me? But see, these <laughs> niggas got weed on the table. And I'm feeling like I'm already one of them niggas. And I'm coming from Cali. These niggas in Oklahoma, fucking Homer. Let me, nigga, let me hit the motherfucking weed. Hey, you get me? Hey, I'm acting, nigga, let me hit the... Nigga, I hit that shit, nigga, big, big, big. Nigga, I must have went to sleep for about three hours, nigga, was yeah, done. That's the thing, though. See, mm -hmm. you know, I seen that as a little boy. You know what I mean? When I'm telling you three and four years old, every single weekend was nothing but a party with my family, with everybody. So mm. you literally see cocaine. Like, you literally see yep. them... But it was something about that that made me go, I don't want to do that. Well, I'm I did, like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do none of that because my, like, when I tell you. Smoking that, weed look cool and shit. Look, right. Well, you look at, you, like I said, you look at steel. And I, when I look at steel, I look at my dad. That's mm -hmm. exactly my dad. When, when I tell you, like, a man that was powerful, everybody respected. But when I would see him and he will either get, get drinking or he would get fucked up. He's not the same man no more. So you start seeing people talk shit to him and say shit to him that they would not say. Oh, that's dude, that's what he, made that's I knew I'm Chris Jr. So I'm like, I don't ever want to be in that situation where somebody got a drop on me because and my, my father you couldn't fuck with my dad. I'm my father like, oh. was my father was in the Navy and he had a good ass job at yeah. General Motors. But so I didn't, you know. It was it was different situation. Like he wasn't the the hood nigga, whatever. But still, yeah. when the motherfucker did that shit, yep. I'd be like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to do that shit. Yeah. Like, cause it yeah. just, it just, I, I just, I didn't want to do that yeah. shit. Now I smoke some weed, but just being able to witness you get me those drugs, and like you said, motherfuckers party. 
You get me? They was yeah. doing motherfucking cocaine. They was hitting yeah. the needle. They was doing the dip cigarette with the sherm stick. You get me? And oh, nigga, I see, nigga, I, nigga, I see that sherm stick yeah, go, week, and nigga, I be like, what the fuck see, is I going was always, on? I was always in the, the smell of that, smell that shit. It, Man, I see a, I see motherfucker, I see motherfucker dip the cigarette, hit that shit, get butt naked, nigga, go in the middle of the street and just start running in circles, nigga, traffic and everything. I'm sitting there but, like, what the like fuck that. is yeah. naked. That's what they call it. I'm like, I don't that's, never that's want what they call so it. That, that made me go. Never do that shit. I don't give a fuck. Ever. Never. I don't do never want to be that nigga. I don't want to be that high. Weed is good enough for me. You talk about yeah, menace. I'm straight. When you talk about menace, and you talk about like uh, how parties used to be back then when I was a little boy. How they did that in Menace is exactly what I recall as being a kid. That's oh yeah, that's, exactly. that's how the parties was. Yeah, yeah. they was. Like, I, I, yeah, we went to the yeah. Moms and dad haul your ass over to the homies' house, and they be yep. in the back, nigga, and they put your ass in the room somewhere, and that music going all night, two, three o'clock in the morning, and you trying to peek out the door and see what's going you on. Always got a little homie that can sneak. The one homie did what he did, and see what I did. What I the habit I picked up when I was younger, I started drinking beer. When I was about hated probably 14. Hated the taste. Yeah, we, 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 sneak a, we sneak a beer on my auntie Margie. No, we be in the room and they might stay like, hey, what y'all doing? Here, come, let me, let me get, let me, they, they slide us a sip or two of the little slits or something. Yeah. They used to give me that hard shit, blats, I like beer. Shit. I liked beer when I was little and I drunk beer. And I just stopped drinking after my oldest son. He came to me one day and said, I want to drink beer and be drunk like my dad. And I saw that shit. I said, what the fuck? And I, yeah, that, nigga, that nigga still be that nigga still be in there leading like a hey, bro, with the penny. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be fucked up. I used to drink like a motherfucker, though, dog. And didn't always this wind up coming said, home with bloody knuckles and shit, dog. I would act a fool. And I said, I don't like that the example I'm was saying. You, yeah. Was you sober when he said that to you? Man, hell no. I was just off a case. <laughs> crushing beers all day. Watch football crushing beers, dog. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like he done caught you slipping. Like, and while you sober, he like, man, I want to drink and be fucked up like you. And you like, nigga, you already fucked up when he said that. That nigga said you already twisted. In the kitchen and right next to her in the 80s, my dad had. Long before his time, a kegerator. You know what I'm saying? He had that yeah. shit built. The people from Browns Distributing come bring that shit to the house, bring them kegs to the house, and he had it like that. You know what I mean? Like that's if for me being a kid, I could have went out there and just pulled it. It was it was it was on tap for me. I just wasn't interested because I seen all the bullshit. I seen everything. Yeah, I, I didn't want. I could see. And I, I could see your ass sitting up somewhere in the corner. Fucked up, yeah, just yeah, drunk. Because like look, Brian, this nigga be high as fuck off the little hit of the blunt every now and then. That nigga said, Did you he fuck be... with shrooms, Spice? Yeah, I, f- I fuck with some shrooms. I, I won't eat too many of them, but I, I fuck with around, them. Man. I like the I don't fuck around, man. I don't fuck around, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm one of them niggas that think everything outside of weed is fucked 
fucked up. I don't give a well, the fuck. Shrooms is natural. Well, 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 no we, shroom, we, nigga. Natural we, means some green. Weed and shrooms. Weed and shrooms is the most harmless shit that you can I do. I don't give a damn, nigga. I put some shrooms on my steak, nigga. I don't want no shrooms to get high, nigga. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. Hey, you, you put the, hey, you put them on your steak, nigga. You ain't gonna, you don't know the difference, nigga. You'll just nah, be laughing cool, at everything. I'm cool. See, you niggas was the motherfucking peer pressure niggas back in the hood, nigga. <laughs> Go ahead and try that shit, nigga. On, nigga I'm telling you this shit. Rooms, man. Yeah, look at him, Steve. I really feel uh, peer pressure like that. I did. I did not. I, you know what? I did what the fuck I wanted, you, dog. Ain't nobody. I won't eat hello, but I don't know. Like I don't know. Like like peer pressure. I never like I felt eight. peer pressure in the hood because <laughs> I wanted to do it. I mean, like, I never felt like nobody influenced me to do something I didn't want to do. I, I never got that. And I get it because I tell my son that to this day. Watch the motherfuckers you hang with and don't let a motherfucker influence you to do a motherfucking thing. But I never felt if a nigga told me, like, back then, nigga, let's run up in here and do this. If I, I didn't feel like, man, I got to do it, or they going to sweat me. I was like, nigga, come on, let's go. No, the niggas might say yeah. shit, because they, <laughs> in the late 80s, like that, early 90s, them niggas was wild. When I take them seven, uh, as seventh graders, them was grown men, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the shit, they, the shit man, they please. Was doing, Hell yeah. It, it was shit. We was in, man, please. Like, mind you, you know what I'm saying, I, I seen enough other shit, but the, like you said earlier, we're about the smoking, like to actually see somebody that age... Uh, you know what I mean? Maneuver in that manner. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I remember in seventh grade we was playing basketball. We had a basketball game, and uh, you know what I'm saying. I was real backwards. I didn't care about girls and shit like that at that age. You know what I'm saying. I wasn't even on it like that. And uh, this girl came. She came to our basketball game, and she come down to the bottom of the stands. And I'll never forget. She had on a Charlotte Hornets uh, starter jacket. You know what I'm saying? When they when they first the Charlotte mm -hmm. Hornets. Hit. She did some shit like this. She held her arms out like this. And about three, four, five niggas from the team just followed her out. I'm like, man, what y'all doing? all went out back and ran the train on this girl. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want nothing to do with that. I'm scared to death. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the most probably, uh, when you talk about peer pressure. I didn't want shit like that either. Up with my homeboys, you know what I'm saying? Like, to this day, we I, I never liked shit about like that. that yeah, I I, I never, wasn't into that dog. If I saw dudes doing that to yeah. girls, man, I was always like, no. I didn't, I didn't. Came there, you know what I'm saying? Get up, the business, you know what I'm saying? She came there straight up. I remember. I don't. To see that at seventh grade, they have, bro. They have a lot in Ohio, dog. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> they have in Ohio a whole lot, dog. And I never was on that dog to where. If I was gonna be with a girl, dog, I, I never was the promiscuous, the super promiscuous. You know what I mean? All that running trains and all that stuff, man. I was like, hell no. You know what I mean? We didn't run trains, but we 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 dealt with a lot of you know young you know young shit. Spice, you being up in the bay, the bay is a whole different galaxy, like. Yeah, I mean, you you know, it's, it, it 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 really is. I had to, I had my uh. I got a cousin from Mona Park from, from Compton and shit. Y'all there? Yeah. Okay, now I, I took, uh, I took, I said, cousin, let's go get some, let's go get some weed. He said, okay. I said, let's go. I said, we gonna go, I said, we finna go to the red fence and get some crip weed. <laughs> <laughs> 
That nigga looks to be crazy in the motherfucker. That shit crazy, because it ain't no gang banging up in the Bay, is it? Nah, man. Um, in certain areas, but not not the 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 actual bay, the them cities surrounding that water. Hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. Because I know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I ain't never been around the bay, is it? No, Sacramento is no. northern. Because I'm considering, gang, yeah, yeah they, they, Cal, they gang bang. They like gang the bay, They cripping blood up in Sac. They cripping blood yeah. in South Central. They cripping blood in San Diego. Uh, you know, and a lot of spots in between. Um, you know, the seasides, the fucking Salinas's and all that, the Fresnos, the San Jose's, you know, shout out to my 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 peoples up in even the north the northern, you know, even the essays. You got the southerners, the northerners, you know. Uh but in the Bay Area never symbolize with cripping blood you you feel me mm-hmm. you know it's just some niggas just don't do it just like you go to other states and you know niggas got their clicks and their hoods and whatever but they just don't symbolize with uh blue and red cripping now a lot of them do nowadays that it it, it did spread and you got a lot of in-between towns that are now you know we bloods, we crips, you know, but yeah. it, it didn't naturally start that way. I could say for myself in the early 90s when I started touring, you know, you would go to certain spots and niggas didn't symbolize with, with cripping and blood. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's just, like I said, influence from the from social media and from movies and music, it, it's them spread, you know what I'm saying? Not to discredit nobody from where they from, you know, like I said, I tell a nigga all the time, it's hood niggas everywhere. So it don't matter what you symbolize or what color your rag is. It's just it's just niggas that come up from that poverty shit from the from from the gate. You're stuck in the neighborhood with with not too many choices or opportunities. And a lot of us result into doing, you know, unnecessary or having to climb out of that motherfucking bucket, man. You feel me? A lot of us don't yeah. make it. You feel, and, and, and that going for a lot of youngsters today, too. You see a lot of niggas slipping and losing their lives behind a gang of just unnecessary shit that going on today. So just whatever you do, man, be careful in your choices, whatever your choices are. You feel me? Whether it's whether you claiming the red or blue or the rainbow, just watch your choices, man. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell you had to be on some shit though, Spice. Some of that shit you was kicking back in the day, like when that nigga hit the stutter shit on their ass. I gotta get it, get the, gotta get it, get it. You know, it's, it was more like it was the game out. It's, it's the game. The, the Bay is, is 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 all about game. You know what I'm saying? It's all about motherfucking knowing, you know, his surroundings and you know, it's, it's just it was it wasn't really you no. Know, Crips and Bloods, it was just more like um, motherfuckers, you know, you would have 20 niggas on the street, on one street with the same last name and shit. And they all related, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had, you had the Momos, the, the 23rd, the the, uh, the Twomps, they call them uh, Murder Dubs. Hey. And you have Brookfield, 98th and Brookfield, right across the street from 11-5, which is the Branding Park, which is where, you know, uh, uh, Right, like right by the uh the stadium, uh you got 69th Village, um, 
where you had to, when you wanted to go to the Raiders game, you had to go through there. So that's where from where they, Mitchell came from, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's what you know the New Jack City movie, and that's what it looked like trying to get through there. You had to go through the, through that through that kind of shit to go through get to the Raiders game, past the bar station, all of that shit, to the Raiders game, the Warriors game, or the A's game. You had to go through that shit to get there. If uh if you parked on the, on the other side of the um, stadium, you know what I'm saying. And so it, it really, you know. It really it, the Bay got a, 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 a as far as Oakland got a long history of 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 drugs you know um, even how they you know um, even um, back from when they used the um, cocaine in in uh, uh, um, back then when the, when the, I guess you know they say when the mob and the in the in the in the, uh, the the CIA or the FBI. Uh, got together to destroy the Black Panther Party by putting drugs in the community. Mm-hmm. So you you got you got to walk through the through the through the 69th Village where the train tracks was and shit, where they supposedly left the guns, allegedly left the guns in the in the in the dope, you know, for motherfuckers to do what they do, you know, uh, um, just to turn everybody in the into the uh, that was in uh, that area as far as Black Panther strong-minded individual uh, masculine brothers. Uh, uh, into um, into drug addicts, or they gonna make we gonna make them fight over the dope and the money. It's gonna be one of the two. And then you know, and what happened? Huey Newton dies um, with something had something to do with some drugs or something. You know, some heroin or some shit. You know, I'm hearing this is a little kid. I heard crack was started up in the bay. A lot of shit was started in the bay. The word player hater was invented in the bay. You know what I'm saying? So I mean. It's a lot of shit out there. You got pimps, pussies, players, fakes, gangsters, you know what I'm saying? Bitch-ass niggas, killers. You know, um, nobody claiming shit. And the only way you're going to know who, 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 who anybody is is by the, link, by the language they speak. If they say Cuddy, they from, they from Vallejo, you know? Yeah, we yeah. think they were from Vallejo. Like, if, if somebody said Cuddy, we'd be like, oh, he's from Vallejo. Or if your nigga said partner, he's from Oakland, you know what I'm saying? A certain words and a certain way a motherfucker talked, that's how you knew what part of the bay he was from. You didn't know what part of he was what part of the bay he was from, depending on what color he had on or nothing like that. You just knew where he was from by the way that he was talking. Yeah. And the slang the, the slang was he was that he used. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. We, we, we I, could be back down to LA. Completely different from the way that I'm talking to y'all. And it'll sound like a whole nother language. I'll be like, hey man, go get that yapper so we can mash out, man. Go get, go get the yapper and the yapper so we can so we can mash out, you know. Yeah, the bass damn shit got me on the plane. They understand exactly what I'm saying. Hell yeah. When you gonna saying? be back down in LA. Um shit, I, I'm I'm actually coming out there to shoot a video pretty soon. Um to this song I did, I just did called Westside, man. Hey, I need you to be in there, man. I need to get all I need to get all the essays, all all the niggas, all the men. I need to get this shit cracking as far as, you know, I need some I need some low riders and shit because the song is called Westside. You know what I'm saying? And um I you know you I up and see what's cracking. Yeah, nigga, the, 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 the shit is is I'm gonna send you the song and you're gonna love this shit. The shit is dope as fuck. It's representing the whole West Side. Um I said you ain't gotta be Colombian to get a necktie, you know what I'm saying? It's the West Side shit. Shit is uh, dope, you know what I'm it's, saying? Uh, it's the it's the Ryan shit or this some other shit. 
This our shit. This my shit. Okay, for sure. Hell yeah. This this for us, man. We we doing this shit to, and representing for real. Hell yeah, let's get it, dog. I'm gonna call you back when we get off air, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. We about to shut it down now. Hell yeah, thanks for having me on, y'all. Oh, you know for what I'm sure. saying? We gotta uh, reach uh, this motherfucker in person. Yeah, we should. You when next time you float through here, just let me know. Well, shit, I call you later on to see what's good. Hell yeah, you already know, man. Y'all need to stay safe out there, and I'm out here in Vegas. But you slide through here, niggas, slide through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, hell yeah. Well, that, shoot, that's one right there, man. I, I wanted to just, before he go real quick, you got the lowrider coach from the West Coast. And you originally from the West Coast, right? Born in Ohio. Are you from Ohio? Born in Ohio. Okay, that's why he's so thorough. Yeah, one of your, yeah. One, of your one of your compadres. Yeah, yeah. one of my compadres. Cause he, he this this motherfucker always Cleveland this Cleveland that Ohio Ohio he hung that. out with Drew Carey a lot I that's why girl, bro it, it it'll it'll make you it'll make you yeah, if you can mm -hmm. make it if you man Ohio I spent all my life trying to get out that motherfucker. <laughs> that's I all still all talk about too like, he like I had to get a fuck about it because I, I, I knew I would get stuck man it's like Ohio's the place you can really get in a lot of trouble yeah, dog absolutely. Mm. You're getting a lot of trouble, and that's all I saw for myself. If I would have stayed up there, dog, I think for sure I would have wound up dead in the penitentiary. I say it every single day, man. Uh, there just ain't nothing else to do. It's hopeless. I mean, it's you know. The, it's, it's just, it's just I got to get up out of here. Like, fuck it, the first Greyhound. Once you realize first what's going on. You be like, you know, like one of them niggas you see on one of them old movies, and they be like, man, I'm tired of this place. I'm stuck here. I got to get out. You got to hit that Greyhound and get the fuck up out of there. The biggest misconception is people feel like Ohio is nothing but cornfields and all that shit. Like, every time, you know, you talk to somebody, be like, oh, you from Ohio. That motherfucker hood like a motherfucker. Ohio is one of the most treacherous places you can live. Yeah, I've been there a gang of times. You don't realize, I mean, for the last few years, I mean, it was a drug over those cup, uh, state uh, capital of the United States. Yeah, you could lose your life up there. And it's just different people, man. It's like... You know the chick that we was looking at, the big topic chick, right? Mm-hmm. That's normal female. Like, they've been around like that forever. You see how she had her look strap right there, mm -hmm. dog, on the side? Man, they walk razor blades in their mouth, dog. Like, you can get, you can catch the bad one up there real easy. Listen, I I, I mean, I lost some female friends that was hard in the, in the game. You know what I'm saying? The street mm -hmm. up there. I, you know, some girls, they... they, they what are you... What are you... What are you... Uh, what do you attribute that to? Man, poverty, man. Cleveland. I got my, I got my, my vision, too. Go ahead. You know what I think it is, man? I think in Cleveland, there are no options up there, right? Now, there are, man, but they're very few. So when somebody gets something, they used to tend to hold on to it. Like if somebody get a job at GE somewhere, one of the good jobs, mm -hmm. they tend to hold on to that motherfucker. They're they not going to miss no work. They're going to yeah. be there, right? And they usually, like, Ohio is cheap. You can go get you a nice crib up there, dog, for the low if you got something going on. But other than that, dog, it's just almost like a fishbowl, my nigga. It's like, just imagine being stuck in this room. That's how you feel, dog, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, when I was growing up, the job to have in that area, you know, it was it was known. You work at State Farm. You know, my mom worked for State Farm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dow Chemical, Kaiser Aluminum. Yeah, Dow fiber, Chemical. Fiberglass, you know what I'm saying? Owens Corning Fiberglass. Those are the jobs. If you couldn't get a job in one of them places, it's like he said, you pretty much asked out. And if you mm. had a job in those other places like that, 
that was kind of the standard. So, you know what I mean? Like, for people to play ball and whatnot, like, if once you graduated, if you didn't go to school, if you was successful, then you was working in one of them places. Yeah, that's, that was the goal. That was the goal because my pops, he used to work for, um... So, wait, before you answer that. So, playing sports, you didn't feel like you could have Oh, got yeah, a... that was my way out, though. Right. That was my okay. way out. I just knew, see... When you don't know no better, dog, I, I thought Cleveland was the greatest place in the world until I started seeing other places, right? Because my family, the one thing that we, we was good for, you know, back then, you wasn't buying no house full of kids, no plane tickets, right? You was getting in the car oh, yeah. and driving everywhere. Yeah, see definitely. Either that or, or and we would go somewhere, right? So we would get in the car, and my stepdad was good for that. He would take us out to Cedar Point. But then one time, I thought we was going to Cedar Point. I just know we left the house hella early in the morning. And I woke up, dog, and we was like in Virginia somewhere. We was on our way down to Mississippi. Uh, we didn't leave the state. <laughs> we was going down to Mississippi. So just seeing all them other towns, I used to always wonder, like, man, I wonder what's going on. I just knew it was something bigger for me, dog. Mm. Not not saying I was one of them niggas that just knew I'm going to be a celebrity. I'm going to be right. this. I just knew I wanted to do something different with myself, dog. I didn't want to get stuck. And what was going on. And what was going on because... It really started getting real many man when the crack shit came. When the crack started hitting, I saw the whole dynamic of my neighborhood change. Because it went from being to where we, you know, we was the hood, but we had nice yards. People kept their grass cut. Everybody got along. But then you start seeing this house that used to be Miss Grant's house turned to the spot. Because she old and her grandkids running that motherfucker. They don't turn that to the trap house. You know what I mean? There's people coming out there, and then you see the little homie, the homie that ain't nothing but four foot tall. He driving a deuce and quarter down the street and got a pocket full of money like this. And it started getting crazy because that same little homie now pulling a pistol, he known to shoot niggas. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's like you see the dudes that was yeah. your classmates just turning into savages. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was real different, man. When I seen I seen one of, one of the homies I grew up with, he killed three people for $250. Mm -hmm. I remember the one homie, I ain't gonna say his name, but I remember one time he smoked one of the wet sticks. And he got in the other homies do some quarter and just rode up on the sidewalk and rolled up, just ran over a bunch of people, yeah. dog. Like I saw crazy yeah. stuff, man. I'm pretty sure I was traumatized living in Cleveland. I never saw I saw people shot in Cleveland like point blank, like niggas walk up on somebody, pop, and just keep on going about their business, didn't give a fuck, dog. Yeah, man, so many mm. stories get stabbed, like that. They, you know, yeah. just because it was a property, dog. Like, that's how I learned how to fight, and I became pretty good with my hands because living in Cleveland, you had to know how to fight. I remember I was coming home from school one day, and this one dude chased me to my house, big old dude, man. And my mom's had that back screen door locked. And you know, mom's be having that phone, mm -hmm. always talking to the same homegirl. Mom's on the phone, like, she looked back there and said, she see me run up the driveway. Uh-uh, nigga, who you running from? Like, she see that nigga back there, she say, she say, you better go back out there and handle that. I went out there and handled it, dog. I ain't had no problem since then. Yeah, you couldn't be no runner. You, you couldn't be, be no nigga running yeah, to the we, house I, and stuff we, like that. We came from them, we came from them, you know, hard-working, down-south, Mississippi-ass running. Who you running from, nigga? You better fight a motherfucker. And my mama told me, she said... 
don't never be scared of no man. He a man, a nigga just like you. You but you know what I'm saying? And then my uncles, they really, because you know, they was penitentiary dudes. You know what I'm saying? They really taught me how to, you know, throw them things. So from then on, dog, I just wasn't scared of nobody, dog. I was like, whatever, we go scrap, we go scrap. Mm-hmm. That's my family. They, they migrated from uh, Birmingham, Alabama when mm-hmm. all the church bombing was going on. So that's how we ended up in Ohio. Yeah, well, that's how. Everybody in Ohio is from the South, dog. Everybody from Ohio is either the South or New Jersey. I don't know why, what it is, man. But a whole bunch of people move New Jersey. Yeah, nigga said, oh, like said we, yeah. we get up out of New Jersey, going to Cleveland. I know if somebody coming to Cleveland. So playing. So play. So when did you feel like, nigga? I got to play sports to get up out of here. Well, you know what, dude. Um, I went to Glenville High School at first, dog, and it was a legendary coach there named Jim, yeah, Tar Blooded, yeah. Jim Hubbard, James Hubbard. He saw me when I was in the eighth grade. I was up by Glenville when the stadium was outside. I was up there messing around, playing some football. He said, son, what grade you in? How I miss you? I'm in eighth grade. Oh, you go to Thomas Jefferson. He said, how come you didn't play football? at that time, the ninth grade was in the junior high school. Mm-hmm. He said, why you didn't play football? And he the first one, I started getting recruited messing with him. And I it became real then because I would be thinking, man, I ain't getting no scholarship nowhere, dog. But then I saw people start getting scholarships in front of me. And so he was always, he planted that seed in my head, even though I couldn't quite get it at that time. I, by the time it really resonated, it was kind of too late because my grades is real messed up, right? Mm, yep. So I wound up getting a bunch of junior colleges around the country trying yep. to recruit me. Yep. And so I wound up coming out here to California. It was either there, I think I said this last episode, it was either there or Coffeeville College in Kansas. And I said, I'm going to California. You just fucked your life up, I, I, man. I you should, your ass should have yeah. been in Coffeeville right oh, now I'm glad, with, man. Some, with some overalls on. It is true. You know what, man? I, I say this, man. California, man, is the place where I really became a man, though. It, 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 I, I came it, it out worked here. you in some shit. Yeah, you know, I came yeah. out here, dog, and I learned how to, I learned survival skills in Cleveland, right? But I really learned survival skills out here because I didn't have no parents that was just going to send me money. Like, you know how your son got you and my yeah, son got yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have nobody call, hey, send me, cash at me $500. What no cash app. If you got some money, it was coming either by Western Union or the mail. And I just started telling moms and pops, send to me in the mail because y'all paying $10 to send me yep. $40. I'd rather have that other 10. Give you that motherfucking post office post office money order in the mail. Hell yeah, and they come in there, man, and that's how it was. Because, man, I remember out here, dog, it was rough at first, man. I was eating damn top ramen every night damn there, dog. Yeah, when you in the, the spot. You say about that, though, it, it, it's a thousand percent accurate, though, because, like, when you said Ohio and Cleveland made you, a thousand percent, that's what made me the person that I am. But when I got out of there, I learned some different shit that I didn't learn in the neighborhood. So growing up in the neighborhood, just like you said, when a homie come up, roll up on you with a with a wad of money, nobody didn't give no fuck about no credit. When you ask somebody about, you know what I mean, like, oh, about credit, they said, man, you don't need credit. Man. Like, oh, yeah, I got you this, didn't learn nothing about no, no, I got this money. No I can buy whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Cash is king. Mm-hmm. No, nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't it at all. That ain't, that, that I ain't also good. learned that cash was real evil, too, that had the ability to be evil. Because when I tell you, man, in my neighborhood, it was so many murders. And I'm talking about dudes that was my classmates just started murdering each other behind that cocaine dog. I'm talking about niggas because they thought a nigga cheated them. Or they thought somebody got shorted and they just got bad. Or the homie fronted somebody and they didn't come back and they just set an example. And just, you know, it would be crazy, dog. You'd be walking down the street, dog, and here, see police all. Because Cleveland got a bunch of 
um, a band. It used to have a bunch of empty ass lots where the grass just don't grow up. Yeah, yeah and beer bottles all up in there, dog. You know, you walk by there, dog. You see the police there because one of the homies dead. You know what I mean? They're just just dead up in there. You see somebody dead in their car, dog. Ain't nobody took nothing. They just gone. Yeah. Mm. It was crazy, dog. And it used to be get real. Because I saw, I think that's why I have so much respect for women, dog. Because I saw a lot of girls get raped. And wouldn't, and they'd be at school the next day and nobody would say nothing. But this one girl got raped. We was on the way home. And these cats, I ain't going to say their names. But they raped this girl, right? And I remember the next day her pops came up to the school. I was at the bus stop waiting. As soon as them niggas came, he started busting at them. He started popping at them. You know what I'm saying? Behind his daughter, dog. So I saw a lot of real many shit, dog. Like just real berserk shit, man. They mm. just really exchange your mindset about a lot of stuff. And one thing Cleveland will teach you is how to, how to have respect for the next man because... Absolutely. I saw so many different things. I saw little niggas get up and big niggas asses with knives. You know what I mean? And so I always learned, no matter how a nigga look to respect, you know what I'm saying? Respect, give everybody that respect, dog. Because you don't know what a man capable of. Exactly. That color barrier shit, too. That, that shit gets thrown out the window, too. Like the black-white thing. Because, you know, you might go to school and, and you know, be the misconception. Like, you can't get beat by no white boy, no fight, no this is. Man, listen. Oh, dude, they scrapping out there. Some of them baddest, baddest motherfuckers I ever done seen and knew was white boys up there. And when I tell you put it down, I mean. There was prejudices, motherfucker, man, to be like, what's up, nigga? I don't fuck with you, don't fuck with me. And be ready to scrap for it. You scrap, man. I don't fault like Let three or known. four white boys at the same time. They jump out them trucks on your ass. You got to be ready to throw them things, Let man. Let it be known. And, and sometimes they had guns. And be serious about that shit. And, and but the the part about that that I'm a, I'm a I can respect that more because I know what to expect. Out of you. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying like I don't have to wonder. You know what I'm saying if you like me or some phony shit. Like keep it keep it a buck with me. So I know I know when I see you. It it's finna go down. You know yes. what I mean? It's finna like, go down. Ain't no, ain't no surprise. Yeah, real quick, I was gonna ask you about them cars, man. How did the dude from Ohio, man, become one of the biggest builders of specialty vehicles in the country, man? So I'm a, back when I was growing up, I played ball like you know, like you was talking about. My idol was Michael Jordan, like everybody else. He had a '87 Corvette, black with the T-tops. I didn't think nothing else could touch that motherfucker. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, when you sign your first contract, what's the first car you're going to get? I'm like, shit, I want an 87 uh, Corvette with the T-tops. Mm. Until I seen Boys in the Hood. Mm. When I seen Boys in the Hood, man, and I seen I seen that gold, the car uh, called Touch of Gold. When I seen yeah, that yeah, car the that first gold time, tray. man, it was, it was a wrap. It was a wrap from there. To see a car look like that, I never would think that a car could be that old. I remember I was telling my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, Dad, now I know what car I want. You know what I'm saying? He's like, what you want? You know? And I showed him the car. He started laughing. He said, man, he said, you realize that's an old Impala? He said, you know what I mean? Like, that car at that time was 20-something years old. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there wasn't no computer There was no computer and shit like that. So I start, you know, they used to throw them uh, advertisers. Remember they used to throw them little advertisers mm -hmm. on the porch, you know what I'm saying? And you go to see the marketplace shit. So man, I'll get on my bike and I would ride around. I would go to go to people's uh, house and be waited across town. I ride my bike up there. Didn't have a pot to piss in, no money, but I just wanted to be around that car. So that's how I start self-taught. You know what I'm saying? I start teaching myself about mm -hmm. the car because one thing that still will tell you again too, 
is that jobs, you're not just getting a certain kind of job. So so for a black kid to go into a place and say, hey, I want to work on cars, it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they're not bringing you in to work on cars. They might bring you in to clean up around the motherfuckers. Right. But you're not coming in here to learn no trade like that, to, you know what I mean, to, to build no cars. So I self-taught myself. And, I, you know, there used to be junkyards and shit. we get up, my homeboy Sean, we get up in the morning and uh, once we could drive and shit, we would drive and go out to these places and I'll go in junkyards. We Sometimes, you know, it'd be different from the seasons. The, the grass would grow up high mm-hmm. depending on what season it was. So we'd be jumping from roof to roof of these cars, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a deuce right here. There's this right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played ball at a high level, you know what I'm saying? I was invited. Anybody that knows, you know, basketball, basketball is my shit. Uh, I was invited to five-star basketball camp as a ninth grader. So it's an invitational camp. When I went there, I'm a freshman. The number one player at the camp was Stephon Marbury. He was a senior. Mm. So it was that type of camp. Mm-hmm. The number one player in my class was Lamar Odom. There was only four of us that was ninth graders, you know what I'm saying, there at the time. When I was young, you know, I never just never believed some of the stuff that my dad would say sometimes. But it's funny, as you get older, every single thing that he said came to fruition. You know, he used to tell me, like, you're ahead of everybody now, but you know what I'm saying, people are going to catch up with you. And uh, I never believed that. But uh, I, when I start falling in love with those cars, that's why I bring my dad up in this situation. Uh, I fell in love with those cars, and I kept wanting to be around the cars, looking for the cars. My dad used to tell me, them cars ain't never going to make you no money. You know what I'm saying? Or you mm-hmm. think you're going to the next level to play, them cars ain't making you no money. Man, ain't it crazy how the one person, the people in your lives that are the most discouraged and are usually your parents because they trying to let their fear, the fears that yeah. they have kind of guide mm-hmm. you. Because yeah. my mom begged me not to come to California. And I tell her, don't you realize, mama, if I didn't come out here, you wouldn't have your grandkids now? Mm. Yeah. Not the ones a you lot, got. Yeah, a lot. Man, listen, it's just like you said. I mean, you know, it wasn't that I was always doing the most terrible shit, but, you know, we've all done some wild shit in our day. So when I sit back and look at it, at that same time, a lot of the homies I was running around with, one of my other homies died over a $20 bill. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Crazy so stuff, man. It's a, so we had a, you just had this place called The Hoop. And you get into The Hoop, it was $20 to get in there. You could play all day long. So, you know, we all go up there, and everybody goes up there, and the, uh, one of the homies was like, uh, hey, let me, get a $20, let me get $20 so I can get in. Uh, they gave him a little $20. Some weeks go by. They asked him for the $20. Because we're like, hey, uh, what's up with that twenty dollars? You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, fuck you. I don't pay back debts. I kill him. Mm. So when he said that, you know what I'm saying? Them boys didn't have no choice, but they dove on him. You know what mm. I'm saying? Two a brother, uh, a dude, and a cousin. Mm. So they dove on him. So after this, you know what I'm saying? Every time my homie would see him, you know what I'm saying? He had a chopper on his lap. He had an AK. Be outside of dude's mama's house with the AK on his lap. You see him at the gas station, pull up with him, he got it on his lap. You know what I'm saying? Just every single place he's seen him, you know what I'm saying, he's he over there showing it. So one night, he had just came came to my first little shop. He had dropped me off some money for the car. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, I get a call from a girl frantic. You know what I'm saying? I can't understand what she's talking about. What had happened was he was at a club, a little strip club. These dudes wasn't looking for him, but they went in there, you know what I'm saying, happened to see him in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? It is what it is. If I don't make this decision now, he's going to end up getting me. So they waited for him, went outside. When he came outside, they hit him all over a $20 bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, it happened, you know man. I'm going to say, like, a $20 bill, 
it wasn't just a twenty dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? It was the principle. It's the behind principle behind it. it. I saw a dude get one up again for a dollar. Man, listen, but that's that's the uh. kind of shit that when you start looking and analyzing what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And I love the homies till till to this day. The majority of them is gone, but the reality of it is, had I continued moving the same manner that I was moving, there's no question about it that I would have been dead or or incarcerated. Yeah, let me ask no, you. No question. Let me ask you this because you want a real. There could be a real high end business. What's the most expensive build you don't done? We got one right now. That's gonna be about two seventy five probably right now. It's a uh, seventy Chevelle three ninety six oh, LT four motor, ten speed transmission. Uh, so basically what he wants the inside to look like though, you know, you got, y'all was talking about like the resto mod, you know what I'm saying? You was talking about that shit earlier before we came on the air, mm. but he wants the whole inside to be basically like a Tesla. So, you know what I'm saying? When he, when he sits in this bitch, he said he want to sit like in a cockpit basically. Mm. So the amount of money that he's willing to pay for it, we're willing to move that manner, you know? And that's another, that's another, come back to another point. Like my first shop that I opened, I started in Ohio. That's one of the worst mistakes that you can ever do is, is start a shop like that, especially in the neighborhood, because everybody wants the homie hookup. Yeah. So when you're trying to give everybody the homie hookup, you might get a motherfucker that'll come in there and be like, hey, I paid you uh, $800 last week, but, you know what I'm saying, I got to re-up and this happened, blah, 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 let me get $250, let me get this, you know what I'm saying, and then use the business like it's a fucking bank. Uh-huh. Uh, that... That was probably my biggest mistake ever, but it was the biggest learning experience for me ever. Yeah, you learn quick. Change. Uh, at that time, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I started making some money, you know what I mean? And I, I, I decided moving to like a, a real busy uh, neighborhood, a real busy, like basically like Crenshaw, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a, high, a high volume street like that. One night somebody broke in there, you know what I'm saying? I'm young. Don't know no different. Like I said, you have the hood mentality of running a business that don't really understand. I'm like 22 years old. Somebody broke in there and stole pretty much everything up out of there. Uh. Well, you get all these, my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like she working in her state farm, you know, so she hearing all this shit. Oh, yeah, he probably, uh, he had somebody break in so that he can get insurance. Man, we didn't even have insurance, man. I didn't, I didn't know no different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, know, know nothing about that shit right. at that point in time. But that's the kind of shit in the mindset of people Nobody was proud that you was doing the shit you was doing. You know, oh, no, like not being, a, being in the same. Not state. only not until us, they man. could see the successes or reap from it, and not to be, you know, whatever. But that's just some people. They just, it's hard for people to believe in in your dream when it's not what they envisioned. Yeah. You get me, you know. And your parents always gonna envision something different than something affiliated with the street culture. You get me? Whether it was rap music or cars or whatever, I don't think no parent wanted to hear their child go, "Oh, I'm 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 gonna start uh, uh, building cars." You know, I'm gonna start building lowriders. It's like when I came to the table and said, "I'm gonna start making rap songs and making records." <laughs> Motherfuckers like, what? Nigga, you finna make no money from no rap song. You was out your mind, didn't you? Man, please. Nigga. You know, my mama, she was so mad at me when I told her I'm going out here to play football for Long Beach City. She said, you can go to Cuyahoga Community College. Yeah. You ain't got to waste no yeah, time why you for football. Take your and ass around the corner. She was so mad because she said, I got a job for you at Kaiser. Yep. what I tell you? Kaiser I got a job for you at Kaiser. 
up, it's dude? a good job. You can go up there. You could be retired by the time you're 55. I'm thinking to my mom, like, yeah. you. You want to work at Kaiser, man. Hey, man listen. Why you want to work at Kaiser Aluminum, man? man ain't nothing yeah. wrong with Kaiser Aluminum, dog. You could have got you some be- nigga. You could have got you some benefits. Man, you know what I'm saying? You probably wouldn't. probably wouldn't have met. You probably wouldn't have met your love of your life, your wife, right now. But you would have had you some old country bumpkin treating, cooking you some grits and eggs and more. Sending you on your way to Kaiser to all the fucking aluminum. The way you saying that, the way you saying that though, is exactly my mom's mindset. What she envisioned for you? She said, "My mom would tell me." She said. You might not, you might not be rich, but it give you enough. You pay your bills and get your pizza. Man, you know, come on, man. You gonna have you, you gonna have you a Chevy, you gonna have you a goddamn Chevy truck out there, nigga. Man. Go- <laughs> you know, all these niggas doing, going to the same damn bar every Friday night, yeah. talking about what they shit. Get on in the back in there on 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 the Fourth of July. Put this on, put this above the ground pool up. Nigga, y'all gonna be back there chilling in the above the ground pool. Oh, man, talking about neighbor drinking the same beers with the same neighbor every weekend barbecue. You see, I just got the new pit right there. Get, get, getting off, getting the off on Friday evening, nigga, coming in with your aluminum motherfucking Kaiser with your name patch right there. Yeah, <laughs> but, but don't get it twisted though. Don't get it twisted though. They can make that a good living. Said, yeah. Yeah. I, that. There was nothing wrong with that, but for me, it was For me, right. dog, I didn't see it. I just, I you suddenly feeling your side. Like, nigga, when you went and told your mama you was going to be a rapper, you felt that in your soul, didn't you? Like, that was it what was, you supposed you, to be doing. You, you got to chase the passion, man. And like I said, everybody's is everybody's dream of your success isn't going to be what your dream is. It's just face it, you know. Your mama don't want you to be no football player in Long Beach. She's just thinking, she's not thinking like he could really go out there and, and she and just really, saw the colors. She's thinking she like, man, they out there, they out, and I seen that movie Colors, and they out there with that poop to poop to poop to poop. You know what I'm saying? They out there with that rap shit. They on top of you, get me on top of that, nigga. You, you please, boy. Get your boy, get on up man, there. I'm gonna co- tell you get, this, boy, they wait, they waiting for you right now. He waiting I for you to come to on for that interview. Try to get me. I had Compton, I had Compton Community College try to get me back then. Bakersfield was they the right I almost went to Bakersfield too. I they, like they Bakersfield. They tried to get me up there. There was another school up there, man. Uh, what was this? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh huh. San Luis Obispo. Yeah, man. They tried to get me up there too, and I ended up uh, in Fort Dodge, Iowa, sir. Mm. Four dogs. I when know. I tell you, that's the first time that reality ever sunk into me because I played ball at such a high level and had such expectations for my life and for me. When I got up there, man, you know, I'm used to, like, my last high school game, we played uh, in Columbus at the Coliseum. And at the time, there was two, two guys, McDonald's All-Americans, on that one team that they had. And they, they one was on my AAU team, so... At that time, the the expansion, uh, NBA expansion, mm-hmm. so the the Toronto Raptors, uh, Vancouver Grizzlies, uh, those two teams would be at a lot of our shit. Uh, but my last game was in a Coliseum, and the game started at six o'clock, and you see motherfuckers outside lined up around the building waiting to get into your game as a high school kid in a Coliseum. When I get up to Fort Dodge, Iowa, and I walk in there the first time, and I walk in that gym, and there was about 13 motherfuckers in there, that's the first time it sunk in. Like, you fucked up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Like I didn't like the ACT, the SAT, mm. all that shit. Yeah. I knew that I it was the first time reality hit where uh being Chris Ash don't mean shit no more. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it, it couldn't get you to where you want to go. No more. Right. Man, I the first night that I was out there, they there was a little uh these people from Trinidad had a uh they played soccer and they had this like, this little party. And I walked walked to, into this party and like I said, like, you know, I seen a lot of shit, but I walk in there and I see motherfuckers right here on this in this duplex and they fucking on the uh stairwell. And I see this, these guys trying to hand me some alcohol. I don't know what the fuck it is for me to drink when I come in here. Like, I'm me and I'm from where I'm from. So at the end of the day, man, ain't nobody giving me shit and tell me what to do, you know what I'm saying? So I turn up. Everybody like, oh hey, you know what I'm saying? Everything's everything's cool. Man, I walked up out of there crying, bro. When I tell you like the being out there in in, in, a, in a world, it's the first time I ever literally just, I just broke down and cried, bro. It was cold and shit, because I, I went the second semester. I sat out the first semester. I got there in, in uh, January, and that, that type of cold on that flat land, when that shit hit me in the face, bro, I just yeah, said, said what the fuck yeah, am bro, I doing I you, here? Bro, shit, I, I, I broke out, man. I'm crying walking back to my How long did it take you to leave? Uh, I was out of there in, in May, sir. I'm going to say, fuck that, I'm gone. I was out there in May, and, and you know what I mean? like. Still, how long it took you to leave LBCC? Man, shit, I didn't leave. I stayed. You stayed? I stayed the whole time. Graduated and got a scholarship at New Mexico State University. I would have probably been better off had I came out here. You know yeah, it was at just a point in time, I would have been better off. Well, what I said was, man, if, if you go be stuck somewhere, it need to be Southern California, man. Yeah, culturally, Not culturally that, sure. that was bad for me culturally. If I'm going to be stuck somewhere, it's going to be out here in Cali, man. I will tell you some wild shit, though, now I think about it. So when uh, they had a radio station in there, and uh, 8 had just dropped uh, Last Man Standing. Mm -hmm. These people didn't know nothing about this, but they, you know what I'm saying, they gave me some albums, and it happened to be that Last Man Standing. I still got that album to this day. Yeah, that's cracking. Radio station. That's cracking. Yeah, Up in handed, Iowa. They handed me that shit. Iowa? Fort Dodge, Iowa. So Fort yeah. Dodge. Fort so Dodge, that let you know, nigga, it was yeah, everywhere, nigga. Yeah, when I tell you, nigga, Fort it was Dodge, everywhere, man, nigga. Listen, Fort Dodge, Iowa. They handed <laughs> me, they handed me that. They handed me a Master P, and they handed me a Mace at the same time. Hey, I got these, got these for you. You know what I'm saying? They was like, here, get this shit up out of here. Yeah, here you that. go, Chris. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And you got that cracking ass. What's your Instagram page, man? So you can ask you some more followers, man. You already got it's a whole a bunch of motherfuckers Sun on there. Sun State Customs. Sun State Customs, man. Sun State. I holler at my people. Y'all looking for an official build, man? My nigga got the motherfuckers on deck, man. Y'all stop playing. Cars for days. Hell yeah. Years. I'm, I'm about to come dipping one. up on here, uh, still on you and one, man. So let you see what it's cracking like. I'm going to go get me one. I'm going to give coming, me a man. dunk. Yeah, we got something coming. Me and my boy coming. Chris got a nice one coming. Yeah, what, what you getting? That's the one you tell me about. I would just pull up on you one day and tell your ass to get in. There's something coming, though. Then I'm going to have to get me one. It's Maria going, ain't nothing. Yeah, shit, I ain't shit. Maria don't run nothing. <laughs> yeah, hey, Brian, let me know when he cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but seriously, though, I'm going to get me one, man. I kind of want to, I want to dunk. I don't want nothing traditional, you know what I mean? I just want something nice, man, shiny with some nice-ass rims on it, man, and some beat in it. We'll get you Let me a, ask you this. We'll why, get you an LTD, why, nigga. Why a dunk over a lowrider? You know what, man? I just like to... You know what? I wouldn't mind having a lowrider either, though. 
I just like the dunks. I don't, if I do get a low rider, I don't want all the hops. He just shit, don't bro. cut his shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just won't cut his it's shit. Yeah. Riding on 14s, 15s, that shit look ridiculous. He will. Oh, no. I'm not I'm not involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me something fresh. How you want to cut? I'm not yeah, I'm you don't hit a switch or two? Hell yeah. All, all he need is front and back. He, no, he get four switches, front, back, side to side. Which, well, front, back, we'll do three-wheel right, three-wheel left. Uh-huh. That's what I do. I, you know, I might go three wheel on your ass. You know what I mean? This nigga don't know what the fuck he do. He gonna be there, but Maria gonna be dipping. Hell no, nigga. <laughs> shit, none of my shit. You wouldn't let her drive. You wouldn't let her drive the four. No, nah, man, she ain't supposed to be behind. That's me. Man, we had a that beautiful last uh, the last two weekends out here, man. Been a lot of the OGs had a. Uh, Two shows, individuals have. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, yeah, yeah. shout out to all, shout shot. out to all the card clubs yeah. out here, man. Brian, did you shoot the individuals? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Brian just shot them this weekend. Boys got down, man. Big Dre, shout out Big Dre, Fat Rat. Yeah, shout out my nigga Dre, man. Yeah. My nigga from Gardena, yeah, all man. good. Yeah. Um, low rider culture is real heavy, man. Like I said, I've been around it for a long time. Uh, I got into it. Um, by when I was 19, 18. Uh, it's just a fascination. It's all over the world now, man. You know, Japan, crazy, uh, man. fucking Hawaii. I mean, everywhere, man. is The lowrider is one of them things that has uh, stood the test of time. You get me? Uh, especially coming from... You know, the 70s, the, the early days from back then, you know, just like with hip-hop getting started. A lot of people probably didn't think the culture was going to last. They've tried to shut it down. They've tried to block it. But it it has it has really, um, it has established some, some uh, if you want to say, some, some common ground between men. You know, niggas who have beefs learn how to uh, overcome in certain situations when low rider shows and cars are involved, you learn to, uh, you learn to, uh, turn your switch off, so to speak, uh, against the enemy man or whatever, because the car culture, uh, brings everybody together and it's not about a lot of hood shit and beef. And, uh, it's just, you know, so, you know, you got to respect that, man. You know, so shout out to all the Lolo hoppers and riders. Like the show this weekend, uh, like for instance, the individuals like to be able to sit back and know, like it, you know, that's one thing about the car culture. It does allow you also to learn a lot of real history, definitely from L.A. You know, definitely what I mean? and from Compton, from L.A., from from the Inglewood. It 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 lets you understand a whole different world. You know, being out there with the guy, the old Majestics, uh, being out there with Gangster, being out there with OG Twin. You know, you got you got. People from Santana Block. You got guys out there from the '60s. You got guys over there from other Piru hoods. So exactly. Everybody's all yeah, everybody coming together. So. so, to me, like it's like you said, having those those cars. That is that one common thing that. When I tell you, I walk around and see a lot of guys from a lot of different hoods. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I've I've been I've been out there, and to be able to like be involved with that and not have to feel like you know in fear or whatever with it like don't get me wrong niggas still gonna be niggas but 
that seems to be the culture that brings a lot of niggas together. Then don't matter what color your flag is, you know, it's just the respect and 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 the quality is what yeah. niggas enjoy. So yeah, definitely, y'all check out my man Chris Sun State Customs. Still, where we at? We out of here? Yeah, we out of here. I want to ask him about this car. I was trying to look for it. Look at his ass. What I want is I want a, I want a Chevelle convertible. It's crazy, man, because a lot of guys be shying away from them Chevelle convertibles. I love them. But a lot of them guys shy away. What, you want a 70? Yeah, like a 70. Yeah, that's the car. That's what we're building right now. Now, why are people shying away from them? Because I like those. I, that's why I, I want something a little different that. than what everybody else. When it comes to the Impala world, I can speak on that all day long. But why guys shy away from that in the uh, 70 drop? I really don't know. So that means it would be easy to find one then. Not really. Don't say that. You probably have to cut it, cut the top off. No, they out there. Oh, okay. They out there. Uh, but that's another thing about the culture, too. Guys get a misconception. You get some guys that talk about, uh, I'd rather buy one that's already bought, this, that, and the other. You're better off to buy you a car that's a piece of shit. Yeah, I like to, yeah, I like to build. You're better off because, uh, you know, I, I have guys bring me cars that they done paid fifty, sixty thousand 60000 for, and you got to take it all the way apart like you did a car that cost $2,500. Mm-hmm. And that's real shit. One of my boys, he played uh, plays in the NFL. And he brought a car in there, and he paid great money. We'll leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? He paid great money for that car he bought. Came out of, I believe, Indiana. Man, we had to take every panel off. Rats nest inside the firewall. All new quarters, all new floors, all new braces, all new trunk. Every aspect of that car had to be rebuilt. And when I tell you the amount of money he spent, and he spent it before the cars really, the 64s really took off. So... You know, you better off to go in and get you a car for about twenty five hundred dollars. Just build, and build that motherfucker. That's how much my first car cost. Anyway. We're gonna take it down the metal anyway. So. My first sixty three hard top super sport stick in the floor. I paid fifteen hundred for. Yeah, it ran, but it was toe up. It was primered and the paint, it was black. Like somebody tried to paint it black and then decided to primer it up and they left it. The seats was towed up. Yeah. Now, I don't even think it had a back seat. Yeah. It had two front seats and no back seat, but nigga, that motherfucker ran. But that's the way to do nigga, it. I stuck that key in that motherfucker and it said, and draw that motherfucker straight to the homie in Watts. I gave it straight to the homie from Grape. And nigga I saw it about two months later, nigga. Brand new paint, brand new seats, gold datings on that motherfucker. That's what I want me. I want that. And it was a ba- it was basic. It didn't really cost me that much. It was basic. Back then, my nigga was like, nigga, I think he was like, nigga, throw me five, six grand. And I and nigga brought brought it, nigga, and I thought that motherfucker was immaculate. I was like, oh my nigga, please. That nigga brought it back to it was plain blue, white top, brand new interior. Nigga had like two gates in that motherfucker, front, back, side to side, on some all gold things, nigga. You didn't have that on the uh on a magazine cover. Was yeah, that was, was my that was train. One. Yeah, nigga, yeah, with yeah. the one that was sitting on three wheels, yeah. nigga. I loved that car, nigga. Loved it. Yeah. I told that car about five times, man. Yeah. Because that's why I say I was a hopper. I wasn't a rider. Whose uh rag uh rag four was that in the uh Ah we that was a car uh we got that car actually from like a Hollywood car shop. That rag six four. Yeah. That we took on music to drive by. And that was my first C D, like when tapes turned from CDs. 
You know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. tape to CD, that was the first. I can't yeah, music to drive by. Unravel that bitch, and there it was. Yeah, because we used to do That was the thing. Drive by and on a nigga. Yeah, yeah, so. so I just thought it was clever. Music to drive by. Because yeah, we finna go drive by on the nigga. Yeah, yeah. That last track with the shout out to <laughs> on that bitch. Yes, indeed. I want a Chevelle dog. I want that motherfucker deep purple, but I want a creamy white interior. Like, you know, that you look and you see that motherfucker like white. Like, it's all, like you don't see number white. Almost like you sitting in the motherfucking cloud. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how we do. Yeah. We getting up out of here? Yeah, yeah we out of here. Yeah, we are, man. We, we continue this discussion off air. Jill. Uh, if I lie, my nose will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Uh,